it's fine. I, you know what though, I did listen to, I had to listen to episode two to edit it. You know, yeah. And like I, I did say how it was gonna end. I, I kind of called. What did you specifically? It was that Jinx is gonna have to choose, like, like with a gun, choose between Vi and Silco. Uh, that's fair. I don't yeah. feel like that's what happened, but that is a hundred percent what happened. No, I, I assume she was just gonna kill them both. No. No, yeah. she was no, no. She was trying to choose, and it actually it actually panned out. Okay, well we'll talk. Okay, <laughs> I don't think she was trying to choose. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Anime and Review. Well, this Why would time he's so rude to me. We're talking about Arcane Act Three. Not actually anime, but it's the best. I guess just period. It's the best. I'm so nice to you, and you're so rude, Dave. Where where did we leave off? What happened at the end of Act Two? Uh. What happened at the end of Act Two? Oh, the everyone got kidnapped by the firelights. Everybody got uh, kidnapped by the firelights. Jinx was by herself. I mean, that's pretty. Victor. Uh, Victor went to go see the doctor. Victor went to went see Singe. What was Jace doing at the end of it? Oh, they kicked out. They kicked out Heimerdinger. That's right. Those bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in Episode Seven, the boy savior. Uh, the episode opens up with this. This firelight, I call it the firelight music video. It's got this like, it's got this great hip hop song, and it's got this like graffiti art style. It's really artistic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they included it, but I think it's great, right? I I assume just to so the the Imagine Dragons wasn't the only like music video <laughs> kind of sequence in it. Make it kind of like, oh. like it's kind of a theme. I mean, it does. They do integrate music really well. Um, I just. I feel like it has something to do with Echo's character. Because these these kind of interludes happen again, and they're always kind of centered on Echo. Uh, that's fair. Echo's not a musical character. I don't, dude, I don't know. I'm just saying. It it seems to be to go along with his theme. I was super curious how they were going to integrate Echo's like unique champion power. And they do, and they don't explain it, and it's fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. My note for that is Echo uses his alt. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, after the music video, we see Vi and Caitlin uh, tied up to pipes. And uh, uh, they're assuming, you know, we're assuming they're waiting to be tortured or questioned uh, by the firelights. Right. And they do this, uh, they do this POV burlap sack scene where it's like you're, you're seeing what the character sees, but it's, it's covered in burlap, which I think is really effective. And I, I can't believe it hasn't been used in media I've seen before, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty good yeah um uh, no, no, assume it has to do with uh <laughs> with how her, his sister or her sister is murdering everyone jinx uh, does murder a lot of firelights throughout the series but vi's heart is just full of love you know and she uh <laughs> they go in they they hug echo cries i, I held back tears it's she's still tied up with that scene and yeah. then, like she is, she is like completely disarmed at that point by Echo. She, when she sees him, he's like, "Oh, all the tension is gone for me. I no, I, I'm your friend. I'm Vi. Come on, Echo." And he's like, "I don't know. I don't trust you." And she's like, "Okay, look, I'm not even tied up, really. I, I slipped out of these bonds a while ago. Give me a hug." And they, they embrace, yeah. and that's when Echo's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, Echo's like, "How long have you been out of the ropes or whatever?" Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Come on." Who are you talking to? <laughs> uh, 
then we go to see uh, Victor and Singed. Uh, Victor and uh, kind of kind of explaining that he understands where Singed comes from now and and, and asking for help. Uh, yeah, trying. Victor is more desperate, trying to. He's always been a. You could like throughout the series, they've shown him to be uh, more forward thinking than Heimerdinger, more willing to experiment and try and do dangerous things. Uh, where Jace is kind of like the guy flip flopping between that. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, Victor's like, okay, I I get where what Singe was talking about. He he's willing to go beyond what he should right. for the sake of his his science plus ultra, but like. By risking lives, right, right. Well, he, he assumes only his own, but <laughs> I don't know if he does. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Victor, yeah, no, yeah, Victor yeah, Victor. No, Singed, I think, is is willing to, you know, do whatever, you know. Yeah, ends justify uh, the means, uh, right? For, for Singed, for sure. The mutation must survive. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we go to Jace's workshop, uh, and he's. Looking like a snack, he's he's powering his uh, his big uh, uh, forge with some kind of pump. He's all sweaty and dirty, looking great. He's doing uh, a little little blacksmith in the blow off steam. Right. Well, and there's a failure in the forge. Uh, the, a gear pops off, and I, I really felt like that was uh, uh, this kind of symbolism for the lack of Heimerdinger in his uh, in his life now. You know, like this uh, this kind of reminder. Of of where things are at for him. Maybe I don't know if the scene is actually. It, you know what it is if you overanalyze it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair because uh, nothing nothing comes of it other than a, a quippy little line from Mel. Right. Um, so Mel and Mel and Jace discuss Zahn and 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 Jace feels bad about uh, kicking. I mean he 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 mentions missing Heimerdinger. Oh, he's like uh, he's my mentor and I betrayed him. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that is specifically Jace's forge, or if that's like back at his, you know, parents' shop or his dad's. Oh, that's Gina. fair. Uh, well, no, this is the same workshop where he gears up later, right? I know, but not... I, no, it is. But I, I don't know if you know he's if it's like yeah, you know, like his personal, like it's up in the the spire somewhere, or if okay. it's just, I know, mean, well, which is he's the only one we've ever seen in it. So I guess, yeah, I don't, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just weird that because he's not that guy. Obviously, he's not a hammersmith anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, I think he. Uh, you know, I think he he does what he has to do. You know, like and that's that's what I you know I like that about Jace too. He's that's fair. I I took it as you know, he he just needed to clear his head, so he went home. You know, in the city, and right. just wanted to uh, be around some hot molten metal. Take okay. his shirt off. Take his shirt off. Uh, we get the we get the great line from Mel. Yeah, uh, telling him to keep his stu- keep his shit together. Don't don't lose your nuts. Don't lose your nuts. Yeah, she picked up the little little bolt that popped off and gave it back to him. Don't right. lose your nuts. The Heimerdinger <laughs> metaphor. Potentially, probably not. Uh, we cut to Savika and Silco. Uh, Savika lets Silco know that the the Chem Barons want a meeting with him. Yep. Uh, I I love the name. It's a, Chem Barons is a fun name. name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna fun. fuck with the Chem Barons. Right? Uh, I assume these are just you know goons that Silco has lifted up to distribute his drugs. He's he's a good leader because he delegates. Yeah, yeah there are other lesser crime lords that he pulled, you know yeah. that are under his umbrella now. 
Right. Uh, then we see we see Jinx having a having a breakdown. She was uh, she was injured. Yeah, she got uh, cut in that fight. Right, and she she's she's trying to reconcile. You know that Vi and her are on the opposite sides of this conflict, and she's she's stapling a wound in her leg shut. Wow. Yeah, she's uh, having a hard time with the fact that Vi is hanging out with an enforcer. Right. Right. Uh, then we go back to Echo and Vi. Echo's showing off his oasis in the Undercity. Um, well, I, back to the Jinx scene. I, I think it's yeah. like she, yeah, she's talking to herself. Uh, these voices that she manifests, which are Milo and Clagor, I assume, because uh, they always pop yeah. up when she's having That's these scenes. Um, and she's like waxing on about how she doesn't know who this enforcer is, what what the deal is. It's like, why would I remember her name? Oh, right. Uh, and then, you know, as she's stapling her leg, she's, like, deranged while she's doing it. Like, it hurts her, and then she's cackling about it. Uh, and then at the end, you know, she she remembers the name Caitlin. And I think that's foreshadowing to what she is going to do later. That Oh, she knows who this woman is. <laughs> she's figured right. it out in her head. Uh, and she's going to do something about it. Uh, from that scene, we go to Echo and Vi again, who are showing... He's, Echo's showing this, uh, this oasis he's kind of made in the Undercity. Yeah, they um, got a tree and everything. Yeah, some real Fern Gully vibes going on in there. Yeah. Uh, they kind of, they're discussing, you know, the, the events, of what's, what's happened while Vi's been locked up, and how Vi is kind of fooling herself if she thinks that she can, she can bring back Powder. Yes, she's very uh, insistent that Powder isn't gone, that if she could talk to Jinx, that she could bring Powder back. Echo's like, uh-uh, she... Do <laughs> you know how many she's killed? Right. I mean, Powder's even on their mural of like fallen. Uh, yeah. Like they're you know they're just saying she died. She's dead. And what's you yeah. know Vink, Jinx is a different person. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. We get to Victor and Jace on the bridge. Uh, I think the idea here is in Victor's mind anyway is that he was going to fill Jace in on using the shimmer. Yeah. This is this is Victor on his way back to Piltover from his. Right. From visiting the doctor, he tried to, uh, like, I don't know, it's just slip through the barricade or the the checkpoint, and Jace got called down about it. And Jace is pissed. Is like, I I set up these barricades, and you of all people are are trying to flaunt your privilege to get through it. What WTF, man? Right. Um. Uh, and Victor, this this stuff does not sit well with Victor. You know, he he still. He still feels his connection with the Undercity, I, probably because his body is racked with illness from it. Well, he's, yeah, it's he's like, there's still people. It's it's that kind of thing. Like, Jace is like, why were you even down here? He's like, I told you I had to meet with somebody. He's like, in the Undercity? He's like, what difference does that make? <laughs> right. right. Jace is, you know, he's got this, he's got the opinion now that Undercity bad and all association with it. And well, Victor's like, him, yeah, but you can see him like fighting with that, you know, like he's like, we after well, Victor, like, bad. And, yeah, and Victor's like, I'm from the Undercity. He's like, oh, right. Shit. Right, of course. Yeah. You're, you're challenging my prejudice. Okay, right. fair. No, well, yeah. I mean, you're I one, of the, you're one of the good though. ones, Victor. <laughs> I think he's, well, I just think he's very confused. Not necessarily that he's, uh, like, a just a, a straight-up bigot who's had his ideology challenged. I think he's, he's emotional. And he's like, yeah, right. we're all on the same team. We all know the Undercity's bad. And then right. Victor's like... Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm from there. It's like, oh shit! And you're my homie. You're my best bro. You know, right, 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 right. right. Well, because yeah, all all Jace has ever seen is 
problems from the Undercity. He's not, you know, he doesn't go down there. He's like everyone else in Piltover, you know. Right. Right. They only see they only see the Bayed stuff. Right. And uh, so Victor just decides not to tell him about the Shimmer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He asks him, "Well, was your was your friend able to help?" And Victor's like, "No." Even though he was. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, Singe Singe gave Victor the idea: don't use plants, use human test subjects. Here's some shimmer. This will probably help whoever it is to survive. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And that is the uh, that is what Victor is resolving to do here. Uh, from there, we get the scene with uh, Silco and the Chem Barons, which is just probably my favorite non-fight scene in in the entirety of the show. <laughs> it's real just, good. I just because I love Silco so much. Yeah, Silco has to assert his dominance. Yeah, he he walks into this office. Everybody's there. Finn, Rennie, Crime Leprechaun, everybody. The Crime Leprechaun. He's my favorite. He is my favorite as well. I, I assume he's the brother of of uh, <laughs> Brothel Leprechaun. Uh, <laughs> the Yordle Gimp. Yeah, I don't think she's a. Oh no, well she, they're not yordles, right? They're yeah, they're they're not yordles. They're like oh the 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 goblin. I I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't know. They look like goblins to me, but yeah. I don't I don't know specifically enough about <laughs> right. religions, lore of their different races. Um, I just I really yeah. think this scene. So in this scene, um, the the Ken Barons are not okay with how Silco's running things. They're well, specifically uh, the crackdown from the enforcers, from the enforcers has hurt right. business. Um, and they're like, what the fuck? You haven't done anything. What are you going to do? This is another situation where you just tell us Jinx is going to fix it. Where is she? What's going on? Right. You're slipping, old man. Right. And it's, I mean, like, I'm annoyed <laughs> as a Silco simp because the man has only given results so far, you know? Like, yeah. they, were, they were quick to doubt him. But uh, it seems to, you know, it seems to be maybe, maybe like a power grab. Uh, well, I guess yeah. which it, it later is confirmed to be. Yeah, specifically, right. Finn is the one that seems to be. Right. He's, he's the one sitting at the head of the table. He's the one presenting all the arguments. Seems like he's the one who's got the biggest britches on about wanting more. Right. Uh, so uh, they, they kind of give their spiel and he, he starts, he starts talking about how they don't, they don't remember what it was like. Uh, right. Before and before <laughs> Vander, yeah, he so he he floods the room uh, with toxins, and they're all they're all gasping for breath. But he has he has a box full of uh, like rebreathers or gas masks. Yeah, and he he's slowly handing them out as he's walking around, and he is unfazed. Right, yeah, and it's specifically gases from like the fissures in the Undercity. Yeah, uh, these are this is how the air used to be. <laughs> Or is currently, I don't. Or know. is currently, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I mean, they show like whenever enforcers go down there, they are wearing rebreathers. Oh wow, like that's that. a really good point. Yeah, um, I think it's something. If you're not accustomed to it, it is probably hard to breathe. You know, right? Uh, if you haven't grown up in there, if you don't already have lung cancer, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh. So Finn Finn does his darndest to not to not uh, need the gas mask, but he he eventually just oh, yeah, he's, you know crumples he's, to the ground. He's choking and he begs for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is a this is a great scene to really show why I like Silco so much and how I you know I really empathize with his ideals because he's literally a uh, like a creature made by Piltover, you know, like oh, visually 
His eye is, is messed up from their toxins. He fresh air is something that is like new and novel to him. <laughs> you know, he's he's fine in their in their toxins. And they've they've made him this way. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely you know something that he he didn't come there looking to make a power grab. He is born out of it. You know, he he is a a symptom of what Piltover is. Their uh, disregard for the Undercity. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and he yeah he's played very well. Like every everything about it, how he's written, how he's voice acted, it's very good. Yeah. Big Silco Simps here. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. From there we go. Uh, we see Mel uh, watching uh, the sunset over like the the bay, I think, and uh, or over the over the city. I can't. Whatever. She's watching yeah. sunset. Uh, and her assistant lets her know that uh, kind of pil- Piltover looks vulnerable. Um, Laura. What's that? Her assistant's name is Alora. Oh, Alora lets her know. I did. Did they? They really named her assistant. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, they, she's named way earlier too. Oh, okay. I, I had it, I had it written down, but then I took it away because, like, it never comes up again. Well, I feel like but, it's really weird too because they're like they gave her this insight. Yeah. Like, why does her assistant talk to her this way? It was really weird to me. Uh, yeah, but clearly she's a yeah. She's got like connections around with uh, yeah. Murdarda family and stuff like that. So right. yeah, just the fact they named her, I assume she has a slightly bigger part than. What they're letting. Yeah. Uh, and then she lets you know that she got a, a letter from home, and uh, Mel does not seem excited about it. No. Mel has spoken several times how she is a disgrace to her family. Right. And stuff like that. Uh, so we go back. We're back in. Uh, Caitlin is still tied up. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a, a little boy tries to, you know, they take the hood off. Her little boy tries to give her water. Caitlin oppresses them again. Uh, Echo. <laughs> <laughs> Echo shows up and. Uh, you know, Caitlin's immediate worry is that is Vi okay? You know, like take me. It's not her fault. Leave her alone. Yeah, uh, very Vi. Sweet. You know, yeah, it's very sweet. Vi's like, oh my hero, and Echo. Echo acquiesces and decides, you know, talk with Caitlin. Um, yeah, lets her out. Lets her out. Yeah. Well, he specifically tells her, Vi vouched for you, so you're going to get a one way trip back up to Piltover. So we're back in Silco's office, uh, and he's trying to administer his. His eye shot uh, his by himself. <laughs> blindly. <laughs> it is horrendous. Uh, I mean, he's just like fumbling with it a little bit. Like, he doesn't. No, no, just the idea yeah. of doing it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Having, watch. yeah. <laughs> having to give this. Because it's like an EpiPen. Like, it, it comes down hard. <laughs> yeah. I can't even. Well, I can't even put in eye drops. Uh, by my, like, when I put in eye drops, I have to go into like a pitch black room. Because you'll you'll then, blink before they before the yeah. drop gets you. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't put it near my eye. I blame having an older brother who would do the spit thing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I blame it. I blame it on that. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So he's trying to administer this. Jinx uh, shows up. She's been missing. They, they haven't seen her. And uh, I, I, you know, we assume. Yeah. Uh, it, well, yeah. Since she had the, uh, since she tied up Savika, Jinx has been. M-A. Right, right. And so things are a little awkward. <laughs> a little tense. <laughs> Silco. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah she, Jinx... she grabs the, the syringe, straddles it. Yeah. It's like, here, let me let me help you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's just stabbing him in the face with it. Like, you know, missing on purpose. And Yeah, because she yeah. she's very upset with Silco. She thinks he lied to her about Vi. Um, 
And Silco is restraining himself. Like, he is not fighting it. He is just trying to explain himself while getting stabbed with this thing. <laughs> right, right. Well, because he, you know, I I really a, feel like he's a very show, patient father. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like in the show, you're supposed to be like, does Silco uh, actually love Jinx? Or does he, you know, is he using her for his own ends? Right? And I'm just, the whole Maybe. time, I guess I wanted it to be... I wanted it to be that he loved her, that like I didn't entertain any other options. <laughs> you know? I see, I, I wonder if it's written that way, but just the way it's acted, like you don't doubt him. Like he's never like I, in, well, okay. He he never feels insincere about it. I feel the same way, dude. I, I'm like, yeah, that's tough for Silco because he's not yeah, well, yeah. Uh like yeah, whenever he like talks about Jinx or like talking to Jinx, it's always softer. Even when he's like mad at her, he doesn't like yeah. like raise his fists in anger or anything like that, you know. He, oh, dude, I mean, yeah, that's his daughter. He he loves Jinx. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it comes across very apparent. There's Okay, good. I'm glad yeah, you there's, Yeah, there's never there's never I've never doubted it in between any scenes of them. Okay. I'm curious if they intended you to, or, you know. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I never did. Uh, yeah. So they, yeah, they, and they have a touching moment. Jinx is just, you know, she's struggle blessing. She finally gives him the shot the right way, and then she kind of, yeah, yeah, he, he just broke out of there. He get he gets through to her, like explains, you know, he he didn't know he was told that you know Vi was gone. He's trying to help her uh, get through it, and yeah, and right. she believes him. Yeah, and they settle back in together. Um, then we're back to Echo's Oasis. Uh. Caitlin's kind of running down the the situation for Echo, and and some of this information is new to Vi as well. That they're the gemstones missing. That's why the enforcers are getting more aggressive, and they need to take the gemstone back to Piltover. Uh, yeah, well, Caitlin's getting confronted with some some facts about how the enforcers act and stuff like that. Yes, like yeah. she she's obviously had some blinders on. Um, you know that that Piltover bias. Um, right. so she's getting, yeah, she's getting her conceptions challenged. Right. Um, uh, and they, they agree to take it back to Piltover. Yeah. Echo, Echo says he will, but he's going to be the one to take it. Yeah. So yeah. So Vi, Echo, and Caitlin are all going to go back up to Piltover to present this to the enforcers, to, to council, to something. They're going to, they're going to try. I think that's, I think the, yeah, I think the idea is they're going to go and, you know, talk to the enforcers and then eventually talk to the council. Yeah. Uh, then we go from there to Victor's workshop uh, with the with the hex core and Mel, Jason, Victor. Uh, they're 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 kind of discussing the issue, and Mel kind of kind of lets them know she thinks they should develop weapons. Right? They should weaponize hex tech. Yeah. To which, uh, yeah, Jace is like, "Whoa, I don't know about that." And Victor's like, "Absolutely not." Absolutely. Not. <laughs> I know. And like, this is like. I know it's part of Jace's character, and it's what he needs to do. Yeah. But like when he didn't immediately shoot that down, I it's because they're just like, I know. But Jace, it's, you're such an asshole. Like you're uh, such what? a douchebag. It's when your best friend and your girlfriend are having an argument, and you're like, I God, I can't win here. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I feel like it's a little different if your girlfriend's like, look, we have to be prepared to murder citizens. Right. Well, your best friend's she, like, hold on. She did. She did do the. <laughs> it's a deterrent argument. She was like, oh, we should, we should buy a gun for self defense. And Victor's like, no, guns right. are evil. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. That's a better way to do it, I guess. Is that 
yeah, the crime is rising in your area. Your girlfriend's like, we need to get a gun for self-defense. And your roommate is like, you can't have a gun in my house. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah that, that would be a tough spot. Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're working on Jinx's grenade. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. And uh, the, yeah. That, that's kind of what pushes Jace over the edge is the, the sophistication of the, of the, the grenade. Yeah, Jace. Uh, and then it almost goes off. <laughs> yeah, Jace says he he couldn't even just uh, he couldn't even open it up without it almost going off. Victor's uh, doing a little bit better. He manages to get apart, but uh, after Mel leaves and they kind of argue a little bit more, uh, Victor gets you know a little shaky and almost triggers it, and then but manages to disarm it right at the last right. second. Yeah. Uh, back in the Undercity, we just see Ke- Echo, Caitlin, and Vi heading out uh, towards uh, Piltover proper. Uh, and this is where the the fire lights kind of follow them. Uh, That's a good scene. And every time they're on the, I mean, it's the only reason I included it is because it's so gorgeous. Like it, it is. Well, they they comment, "I've never seen this many before." Right. All oh, right. Yeah. So it's uh yeah it's a uh, it's an omen foreshadowing. Right. It's yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they do this a lot, and I really appreciate it. Like there's payoffs. Like any any time. Like there's there's just these scenes of these little things uh, that pay off later. Like when Jinx originally robbed and stole the hex tech gem. Like you saw, she stole those little like mechanical bugs. Right. And she's and she's looking yeah. at it. She's like she's learning how to make them and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, it's just yeah. a little scene when she's listening to her music. Uh, but yeah, it comes back later. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's so great about this show, and like I really think it's a sign of of really good uh, media is that you're. It's enjoyable if you just watch it for watching it, yeah. like critically, you know. Oh, well, yeah, and it's it's rare to see like it's it's obvious that this thing was entirely thought out and written, you know, front to back before they started making it, <laughs> opposed to a lot of media where it's okay. We got the first three episodes, just get those out, and then we'll start working on the next, you know. And they're like pushing deadlines and stuff like that, and yeah things start to feel a little bit rushed or disjointed. Like, this this all feels very tight and con- concise and cohesive. Like, nothing nothing feels out of left field. Everything feels together. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's well, it's well thought out, and it's, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah what you said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, then we get to Jace is, uh, he's, he's struggling. He's reading some sort of paperwork. Must be some super official document. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, there's something in his journal. He's back at home. Right. Yeah. And so he, he confines in his mother. Essentially, he confirms for us, the audience that he is going to make, uh, he's going to make hex tech weapons. And actually the paper falls to the ground. And it's a, it's a drawing of him, uh, from like a, you know, a childhood drawing of him. From, I, I want to imagine that that's something he doodled. He just did it. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> Terrible crayon drawing. Drawing's hard, man. <laughs> drawing is hard. I just pick up a crayon. He's like, yeah, and it'll have a big hammer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's him with like a cape and a giant hammer. <laughs> yeah, there's like lightning bolts and stuff too. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I if I if a blue crayon fell right after that. <laughs> he just drew that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Chase, are you okay? That's terrible for an adult. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to say, right after this scene. Yeah. Um they just do this, like, I, I, they do this quick cut of Heimerdinger. But, like, as Jace is hugging his mother, I literally think, oh, man, I wonder what Heimerdinger's up to. And then they do just a quick cut that shows Heimerdinger heading into the, the river. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, they read my mind. I mean, just these. Okay. And we'll put this in here because people are going to be thinking about Heimerdinger because he was kind of Jace's, uh, you know, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Just masterfully done. Yeah. Uh, we go back to. Uh, Victor. Victor's uh, workshop, and he is uh, he is injecting um, shimmer into his leg. Not only that, he is carving runes into his body. Right. No. Yeah, that's right. And I guess I thought that scoliosis thing he's got was part of it, but that's that's just how he lives day to day, huh? He what just needs that to his. He's got like a, a vest of metal. Oh yeah, it's like a back brace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he just needs that to like stand up straight. Yes, I assume okay. so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I assume like his spine is out of alignment and he's got a bum leg. Cause yeah, he wears a brace on his leg and his back. Right. So he yeah, anyway, he, he touches the uh he touches the hex tech core and his uh his transformation begins. Yeah, it's it's he's like he's in uncharted territory. He said it a couple times how he's the you know, what they're doing is probably dangerous. They're mixing science with magic. And at this point, he's literally carving magic runes into his body and messing with something he has no idea what it's going to do. Right. So he he's going full mad scientist on this, and it's uh, it's interesting. He's very desperate. Yeah. Which and like I you know, totally get. It's like you you yeah, have we, you're going to die anyway. You have the power. Yeah. He beca- he donates himself to science basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We get we get the that shirtless scene with Victor. He's a uh, a stark contrast from Jace. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, tonally too, like the, the the you know the the fire and the warmth of Victor of uh, Jace's workshop. Yeah. To the the kind of cold eeriness of uh, of Victor's is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from there we see Caitlin Vaya and uh, not Jace Echo head over uh, the the bridge back towards Piltover. Uh, there. Yeah. Vi Vi decides to head back and try and yeah she reach decides power. yeah she decides she can't leave Powder again and she's gonna go back. Caitlin and Echo go ahead and present their findings. Right. Uh. So she she gives some some hugs, some tearful goodbyes. Jinx is watching from afar. Yeah, she's uh, like she... way up on the bridge, like on the the uh, suspension towers and stuff like that. Yeah, she doesn't handle it well. <laughs> she's watching from a spyglass. Well, she's having more arguments. She's like, it's just a goodbye hug. It's just a goodbye hug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Caitlin and Echo are uh, stopped by the enforcers, and Marcus is there. Yeah, they, uh, they did not realize there was a blockade. Right. As these giant spotlights get turned on them and a bunch of guns get pointed in their face. Right. And Caitlin just spills the whole thing, being a, a trusting little gullible... Uh, idiot. Yeah, she, she doesn't know Marcus. She's Marcus is my boss. He's here to help. Marcus. No, I, you're I, right. I, I got evidence that Silco is, you know, the bad guy. Right. And he kind of has them, has his enforcers stand down. He goes and's like, "Let me see it." And then he just pulls his pistol on Echo and Caitlin. Echo. Yeah, I love that Echo realizes what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah, know? he can. He can see it in Marcus's face that Marcus yeah. is going to attack them. Yeah. Uh, so Marcus shoots Echo. Uh, yep. Shoots him in the chest. Pow! Right, right. Caitlin's Caitlin stunned, is... and she's she's pleading with him. Yeah, at this point. Uh, yeah, and or and Marcus is yeah just explaining. Uh, Marcus lets like oh you know you really done fucked up, Caitlin. Should have should have right. stayed home. I told you to I told you to leave it alone. Right. Yeah. Right, right. She realizes oh no, Marcus is one of them. <laughs> right. 
uh, Vi starts booking it back at the sound of the gunshot. Uh, and this this really makes Jinx upset. She is she is very she's you know she's really pissed off. Yeah, she's like, oh, Vi obviously cares about. She is gonna again forsake Powder to go help Caitlin. Right. Uh, this is where the 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 fire lights that they had seen earlier start flying yeah. down the bridge. Uh, one lands on Marcus's gun, and we see that they're all they're all mechanical. Yeah, it's just this giant swarm of them. And they're, right. they're swarming around the uh, the enforcers. Yeah, and one lands on Marcus's gun, and we can see it's it's the same like little mechanical fire firelight that they uh, displayed at the uh, Progress Day, you know, fair that uh, right. Jinx had stolen way earlier, and she reverse engineered and turned into a bomb. Super effective bombs because they're they're all terribly murdered. Marcus's arm is blown cre- clean off of his body. Yeah, we, we get a wide shot of the bridge, and all of a sudden it is just peppered with, you know, green explosions from these yeah. firelights. It looks like green fireworks, almost. Yeah. Uh, we go back, and it is just, uh, yeah. All the enforcers are apparently dead. Marcus is mid-dying. Uh, Caitlin got hit in the leg. Uh, yeah. We see that it, at this point that Echo's okay. I think this is where they show him breathing. The bullet impacted on his, like, breastplate. Yeah. Uh. So at this point, Jinx walks in. They do this. They do this amazing camera angle to just kind of show, like, you know, whatever. How how terrifying Jinx is. It's this. Uh, it's it's shooting from from down up towards her in like a fish eye lens. It's it's really cool. Yeah, uh, just, yeah. you know, super badass. And she she picks up the uh, the gemstone from Echo. The the case. Yeah. Echo. She she had seen that as well and knew that. Or suspected Caitlyn Vi and Echo had stolen it from her, you know. Right, right. It was her. It was in her possession last. Uh, she didn't know it was taken from her at the fight. Well, she she dropped it when Vi hugged her. Like it didn't matter. And then oh, okay. And then it just disappeared, and they all had it. So she thought. Right. I she accused Vi and Caitlyn of coming back for it, and then they have it when she sees them next. Oh, okay. So, you know, just just confirming her own suspicions, basically. Right. Right. Well, yeah, and then when she gets there as well, Vi is helping Caitlyn up, you know. It's, sometimes it's really hard for younger siblings if they're really close when uh, the older sibling starts getting in romantic relationships. <laughs> I think that's something we can all relate to. <laughs> uh... you know? Or when, you're new, when your best friend starts dating, you know, and you kind of get, oh, we're not hanging out on Friday anymore, right? I, we can all relate. I do, I do strongly advocate, advocate for all my friends to get divorced. Right. <laughs> one day i'm working on it. uh so jinx fires her gatling gun at them uh she you know she does this the the common it's got to be the most common shot they do in this show where they shoot along the ground and uh in a line and they both dive away from one another yeah vi pushes caitlin aside and dives back uh i assume it's showing well it's a it's a gatling gun it's heavy it's not accurate but it's very jinx. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. And it's a very, but I'm just saying, it happens a bunch. It, it's a yeah. common thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, Echo uh, is, is, is back in the mix. He's on his, he's on his hoverboard, uh, and he, he grabs the gemstone from Jinx and puts himself in between Vi and Caitlyn. Yeah. Uh, the next scene is, is done kind of in that similar art style as that, uh, the Firefly music video I was talking about. Uh, kind of that, like, graffiti art style. Yeah. Where he, uh, he pulls out his watch. Is this his ultimate? Is this, uh... 
Uh, I don't know specifically how, if it's just his abilities. But yeah, Echo, his champion, like, thing is, like, the boy who broke time. So, like, in his little League of Legends, like, intro cinematic, uh, it shows him fighting some ganger. And, like, just getting, he's getting his ass kicked. But, like, he rewinds time, corrects whatever motion he did, you know, dodges the hit and then strikes again. And keeps going back and forth like that. Like, he doesn't reverse the damage, though, so he, he he's still hurt. He just goes back to time and now knows how the fight's progressing. Okay. So it, it, it's a really yeah. good cinematic. I, I highly recommend I it. It's, it's pretty cool. I don't know if they... Like, do you think they, they intended he actually reversed time? Or that he just kind of, like, did the... Do you think maybe he did, like, the Sherlock Holmes thing? Where he oh. kind of just, like, he saw... Like, he kind well, of plotted it out. I don't know. Because it, it is actually time in the game. In the game. Right. And he's got he's got the watch. He's doing things with the watch. Right. That seems so, man, that seems so it's so sad and so cool. He pulls the watch out and he's kinda like uh, it's it's going along with the music and he's he's moving the watch back and forth with his fingers, right? Yeah. And uh Jinx kind of smiles to herself and she kinda takes the position of like a a, a duelist. You know? Yeah. She she goes side stanced. <laughs> right. And then they, they kinda cut to them like both being children. Yeah, uh, in this in this art style, and and Echo charges, uh, he almost makes it, but Jinx Jinx hits him, shoots him right at the very end. This is or it's powder, not Jinx. This is when they yeah. they look like children. Yeah, it looks like it was a game. Like he has a sword, she has the paintball gun. Yeah, it is adorable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they cut back to current time, uh, and it's it's much more visceral. <laughs> Jinx or uh, Echo charges forward. Jinx is. Jinx is firing actual bullets at him, uh, but at yeah. the point where she shot him in the chest is as uh, the whatever in the in the other timeline or in his calculations, he instead smashes a pipe into her face. Uh, yeah, knocks her to the ground and then just starts starts raining blows on her. <laughs> yeah, beating her in the face. Right. Oh, but uh, he but, slipped up. Well, he yeah. So he he you know he sees her. He sees powder again. And so he can't really finish the job. And Jinx, who she I think like, is just... She, like, hesitates. Er, yeah, he hesitates for, like, a moment. Yeah. He has that, that same, you know, he he sees powder through Jinx, hesitates. Uh, but Jinx is the only one there. And she has, she pulled the pen on grenade in her free hand. And <laughs> right. And I, just, I think that's just because Jinx, you know, does not accept losing. You know, that's like... She and she has no self preservation. It's it's all about, you know, yeah. proving the point or winning. Right. Yeah. She's crazy. Uh so we see Vi helping Caitlin uh into an alley. Uh Vi says she's gonna head back, but enforcers run by and then she sees explosions on the bridge. Right. Yeah. Uh and then is where episode seven comes to a close. Yeah. Presumably everyone dead on the bridge. Caitlin right. and Vi, not sure what to do. Well, I don't think I, I don't know. I mean, from their future reactions, I feel like Vi doesn't think they're dead. Oh, uh, that's well. She wants to go them clean no, for sure. life. Um, yeah, for I sure. I mean, I I think the assumption that they're dead is for us because she just you know was holding she was holding a grenade with Echo on top of her and set it off. Right. Yeah. But yeah. That's uh, yeah. yeah. That's episode seven. Yeah, and I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> you know I. That Silco scene with the Chem Barons is just... It's real good. It's so great. You know, I was like, I just, I was, I, I like, I wanted to 
I don't know, like call somebody up, tell him how cool Silco is, right? He's he's Tony Montana levels of badass. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff. Episode eight, oil and water. Uh, it opens with uh, Mel in a kind of a ruined throne room, a recently conquered. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 crack stone and blood <laughs> in this uh, in this throne room. Yep. Uh, but her, her mother, uh, Mbessa shows up and they, they start talking about the, the future of, uh, of this kingdom. Yeah. Um, her, her mom is teaching her how to be a conqueror, basically. Yeah. Right. And Mel kind of envisions this, uh, uh you know, uh, this, this peaceful, uh, monarchy, uh, ruled by a, a, a benevolent queen. Yeah. Uh. And Bessa yeah, doesn't want to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, she's talking about putting like a puppet ruler in place because obviously these people are conquered. And right. And Bessa is like, so how should how do we proceed? And she's like, you know, we, we put somebody on the throne. She should be friendly and approachable, have a fat face. So she you know seems nicer. Uh, things like that. And then Bessa's like, should I put you on the throne? And I was like, you would give a kingdom to me <laughs> you know and she's like yeah. i would give you the world if you were strong enough to take it um yeah and they you get to learn a little bit about mel's family uh and Bessa talks about mel's brother who's like her thinking diplomacy can do things um yeah and they he and clearly Ambessa is you know a, a might makes right we're learning a little bit about noxus society uh, right uh strength rules kind of thing and how mel doesn't quite fit into yeah uh, and Bessa brings in a uh, a child. Uh, we assume like a princess of the former regime or something. Yeah, I I assume that is yeah the princess or the next in line to the throne for them. Right, and uh, she pretty much says you gotta you gotta kill her, right? But she says, what should we do with her? Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And Mel's like, we should exile her. Right. And Bessa's like, if you exile her, you know it. You should kill her. You can kill one person today or a thousand, you know, next time. Right. Because, you know, she'll lead a revolt back. Right. And Mel kind of pleads with her not to do it. And Mbessa pulls out her guitar and just slices uh, the young girl's throat in what seems to be a theme of making us watch children die in this show. I, I think it was weird. I think she cut her head off. Oh, okay. We, we don't actually see it, right? We just see blood. Oh, I, I, no, I think her head, like, falls to the side, and then it, like, cuts it's, away. yeah, it cuts, kind of, well, yeah, you don't see, like, it separate from the head, or from the neck, you see, like, yeah. the head kind of fall to the side, because we're, like, focused from behind on, and then on Mel's face, and, like, she's right. like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, it, either way, you know, it makes. Yeah, it's a, it's very brutal. Right. Yeah, and Bessa doesn't seem like a, like a nice lady. She seems like a stern mother. I mean, she's like one of my favorite characters too. I'm just saying, she's—they're all good characters. She's not a yeah. She's not a super nice. Uh, from there, I mean, um, did we point out that Marcus is dead now? He was blown up on the bridge. Yeah, um, I said that. And then okay. his arm was his arm was blown off. Yeah, because he, I did. He, I didn't point out that he he begged for them to you know or begged for her to tell my daughter. Eh. <laughs> yeah, Marcus. Marcus is by far the worst character, but I still think I I still am sympathetic to Marcus. I don't know why it's so weird to me. 
Uh, I know. I just I just listened to that part earlier in uh, episode two uh, when I was yeah. or not episode two act two when I was editing it, and uh, I still don't understand why you have sympathy for Marcus. He's because he's an idiot. Yeah, he's just he's just a dumb guy because he wants to do. He doesn't want to do bad. No, I think he does. I think he does. He just doesn't like the comeuppance he got from it. No, I like he disagree. he wants he. Uh, I think he wants the things he's gotten. He just wishes that now he didn't have to pay for that. No, I see. I. He didn't want Grayson to die. He respected Grayson. He liked Grayson. He didn't, he didn't like, lust after her job. He just found himself in it after he accidentally unleashed the devil on her. Well, not accidentally. No, I mean, it was. He, he <laughs> thought he was turning over... Uh, he, was, he thought he was getting the kids turned over to him. Uh, but it turned out Silco was just using the enforcers to flush them out and then decided Marcus was going to be a convenient idiot to take up the position that Grayson and Vander previously had. So you're blaming Silco in this? That doesn't track for me. That man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that man can do no wrong. He can do no wrong, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does a lot of wrong. I know he does a lot of wrong. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, no, I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't have any sympathy for Marcus. I, other, other than prejudice for the Undercity, like, I think he wants to be a good person. He's just weak and dumb. Yeah, that's why I guess that's why I don't pity him. I mean, he he could just I not pity be people weak. who are weak and dumb. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, I don't I don't have those feelings. All right, well, you are a notorious monster, so that's right. I did just watch that uh, to see how that girl died. You were right; her head does kind of tumble off of her shoulders. Yeah, uh, it's before rough. They get away, it's awful. It's not as bad yeah. as the kid we see die later, but man, that one is. <laughs> they're both they're both terrible. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there. Oh, no, I know. I'm just, that part, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I know. It's, it's like, Chase, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, uh, we get to Silco on the bridge. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. He, he, he runs to Jinx. He's got, he's just got his two, he got his two big lackeys with him. Yeah. Uh, we see Vi and Caitlin are still in the alley and Enforcers are running past. Uh, it's as Vi, well, as it runs past Vi, she was heading back to check on Echo and Jinx. Yeah. Um, uh, Silco picks up Jinx, uh, he sees that she has the gemstone in her hand, and yeah. like, man, that was just so, that was such, like, an emotional scene for me, because it's like, it just kind of proves why he feels the way he does about her, you know? Like, she just wants his acceptance so much, and she'll just get things done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, even though so she like, got blown up and got the shit kicked out of her this time, she did it. She got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Caitlin, Caitlin checks the case uh, back in the alley. She sees it's empty. Uh, she's like, "This was all for nothing." Yeah. And Silco carries uh, Jinx back towards Zon. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, later, uh, looks like you know later in the morning, look, Mel and Jace are looking at the aftermath um, of the bridge fight. Yeah, eventually uh, got, eventually got back with the. The blockade was exploded. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah, you know, twenty enforcers die and and the sheriff die. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We visit, don't we don't see visit. Echo. We don't see what has happened to Echo. Like he is not yeah. there. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't we don't know what happened to Echo. Yeah. Uh. So Mel and Jace are on the bridge. They're 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 looking at the aftermath. Jace vomits over the side of the bridge, which I I love that they put this scene in. You know. Yeah. It's just yeah. like a. It's a really real react. It's a it's a real reaction. You know, there's a there's a lot of exploded corpses all over the yeah. place. <laughs> it really goes to show why, like, 
why Jace struggles so much. And it shows why Mel doesn't, you know, she, she yeah. told this story uh, in the, in the throne room at the beginning of the, of the uh, episode where, uh, or uh, Mel's mother did uh, that. She had to pick up swords from defeated enemies to give to her grandfather. Her grandfather would give her a gold coin for each. Yeah. Cause they needed the and, steel. Yeah. Cause they needed the steel, but Ambassador knew it was because she wanted her to become accustomed with death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we just kind of learned that, like, Noxus is a much darker place than Piltover. It's it's a place accustomed to death. Yeah, it is the uh, Necromonger. Yeah, yeah. Mel is Mel is unfazed by uh by all this death. Yeah, she's looking passively over this yeah. carnage and is unfazed. Jace loses his lunch or breakfast over the side. Yeah, Un- uh, unfazed probably isn't the word. I mean, she's she looks concerned, but not yeah. In a, but yeah, she's uh, I not, can't deal with all this death. She just she's more concerned about the implications of, of this battle. Yes, yeah. right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, passive. She's not phased by the death right. like uh, Jace is. Right. Uh, there we go. We're we're back on like Caitlin's uh, family grounds. Vi helps Caitlin into her room through her window. Yeah, they sneak in through the window and are immediately yeah. caught by mom. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin's mom, who is apparently a badass, kicks the door in, draws down <laughs> on him with a rifle. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, just hearing dead. somebody sneaking around, she, you know, <laughs> well, I guess, I guess they are living in troubled times. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff going down. That's a good point, yeah. though. Like they're they're supposed to be a little clueless to this. Uh, but maybe you know, maybe that's just the reaction they have there. You know? Yeah. They don't they don't mess around? Uh, Caitlin's dad is just a sweet man. <laughs> you know. Caitlin's mom's like, you've committed high crimes and treason. And Caitlin's dad's like, she was just following her path. She was doing what she thought was right. Yeah. Caitlin's yeah. mom is the one on the council. Uh, obviously, they're a high noble family, the Kiramans. Uh It's clear that mom wears the pants in that family. I don't... You know what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, I mean, yeah, he's obviously stay-at-home dad. <laughs> I don't think he... I, I assumed he was a doctor because he treated her wound. Oh, but maybe. maybe not. I mean, maybe not. I just, that's what I got from it. Yeah. No, it was just, just the look, the look on Vi and Caitlin's face, though, when they're caught sneaking in, it's very funny to me. It's, yeah, it's adorable. I, it's like, yeah, and like I teenagers getting caught yeah. sneaking back into the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Caitlin got caught sneaking her girlfriend into the room. <laughs> right. Uh, Caitlin and her mother kind of argue over, you know, what the best action is. Caitlin's like, you know, there's, what am I supposed to do? Right? What am I, am I just going to do nothing? Um, yeah, no, she's like, yeah, this is what's going on. I have to talk to the council. Right. You know, Vi's from the Undercity. And yeah, Caitlin's mom's like, I can see that. <laughs> Ooh. She's, she's got face. In that, she's no, hot in she's that got, way. She's got face tattoos. That's how you know. Yeah, yeah. She's just neck and face tattoos. She, uh, she doesn't have a real job. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Silco brings Jinx to Singed. Uh, Singed gives Silco a sedative, uh, which I think is... So they're they're strapping Jinx in, and yeah, kinda, you know he's like maybe we just let her die because that would be a kind yes. thing to do. He says sometimes death is more merciful. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, nah, this is Jinx. She's fine. She's gonna be fine. She's tough. She's tough. Make it happen. Yeah. And the doctor's like preparing things as he's doing this. Like he's getting his syringe ready. Right. And like right. Silco's like looking over Jinx with concern. Uh, uh, and he gives. Sil- Silco a sedative, which I thought was like a really kind thing for Singe to do. I thought, well, yeah. I assume he thought Silco was going to flip his shit when he started working on her, because obviously it was going to be very traumatic. He's like, 
for your own sanity. <laughs> well, yeah, but he says, yeah. you know, he's like, I, I had a daughter as well, right? I yeah. mean, that's kind of... And do we, yeah, we do get... know who his daughter nope. is? Nope, nope, nope. Okay. We do get a little scene later where he's looking at a locket. But, I know, yeah. but you can't make it out, you know? Yeah. But we don't know. I assume Singe did something terrible to her. <laughs> oh, my hope not. I, I hope that, you know, it would make sense that this is just what set him down his path. Maybe. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so he... <laughs> He he, Rufy Silco, uh, sets him out while he does uh his dark work to Jinx, the the save her life. Right. Uh, from there, uh, we we go to Sevika or Savika in Sevica. the last. I know I. You wrote so fast and have so many like typos in here. It bothers me. <laughs> I well, I was trying to go to bed. Uh. <laughs> Savika is in the last drop. Uh, Finn comes to kind of like try and schmooze her, try and get her to uh, uh, to betray Silco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she at first dismissed. She's like, "I, you got to be the dumbest guy ever, you know, to think that betraying Silco is a good idea, or to get me to betray Silco." And he's like, "Well," and then he starts like saying, "Well, you of all people should know how bad things have gotten. You know, you're constantly cleaning up." Jinx's mess and Silco's mess. You know, I, I'm not saying, yeah, it's uh, I, I forget how he words it, but he, he, like, it looks like he's getting to her. He's making her consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and that's, yeah, that's the impression we're left with at the end of that is that, like, oh, I, maybe she's into it, right? Yeah. Uh, from there we go, and Mel is, uh, waiting at, like, an airship dock as, uh, her mother's airship is, you know, the, the floor is coming down and Bessa is walking down the, uh, walking down the gangplank and, uh, she's not happy to see her. <laughs> no, it's not a, what are you doing here? Come on. Yeah. Not a <laughs> joyful reunion. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is like, I just come, came to see the, uh, hospitality of Piltover. Right. Right. And that's, that's how it starts out. And then it, you know, it turns out that maybe things aren't going so well for her. Uh, her son is, her son was assassinated. Ill. She's, it seems like she's trying to gather allies or weapons. Uh, well, she tells her specifically, is it, does she say what's going on that she needs weapons at this point? I think that was later, wasn't it? No, she did. Well, she kind of mentioned it, it. She doesn't say I need hex tech weapons. She, okay. She, she kind of, she kind of says like, you know, the, the technology needs to be utilized. Uh, but she, uh, well, she, she comes like it's, she's here to help Mel. Like, the Undercity problem is, you know, a growing concern, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she tells uh, her brother has been killed. Uh, he, he angered the wrong man, and he was killed for it. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, and Mel's like, well, whatever. Still, I don't, this fine. You don't need to be here. She's like, well, I've come to sample, you know, the legendary hospitality of Pilto. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, a little a little sex taxi like comes down <laughs> uh, to gather. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it looks like a like if Victor was not sick and super hot is on this uh, airship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mel's mother Ambeza is a big like Amazonian like woman. You know, she's tall and muscular. She's a warrior, and she goes off with this this sexy little twink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good word choice. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, from there, it's, uh, Caitlin and we go, we go back to, uh, Caitlin's bedroom and, uh, Caitlin and Vi are, oh, they're just kind of talking about the, 
where the oh, situation's yeah. at, and, and Vi, Vi kind of, you know, she shares a story of uh, her and her and Powder sharing a similar bed, but half the size when they were little, and yeah, it's just you know playing games. It's just kind of this heartwarming moment. Just a couple of gals being pals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I like to think we cut away, and then there's like a heavy makeout sesh to just kind of decompress. <laughs> but I don't know if that's canon, unfortunately. It's a very tender scene. It is a very tender scene. I, I didn't, I'm not saying like, you know, they're going to bang one out because it's horny time. I'm saying like, you know, they've been through a lot, you know. There, Maybe there should to... have been, there should have been some gentle foreheads. I would have, you know what, if they just would have fallen asleep with foreheads touching, that would also, I just uh, want them to get together. No, nope, right. they're just a couple of gal pals on the town, man. I guess. Just girls and, being friends. Raffo and her friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They lived together for 30 years as friends. As friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, Caitlin, sheriff of Piltover, with her living roommate and best friend, Vi. <laughs> yeah. Here's this just friendship ceremony they had <laughs> where they're wearing white dresses. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Singe's laboratory, and um, Jinx is going through it. Uh, we kind of see the shimmer, like, his, you know, it's darkened her veins. They're running throughout her face. And- yeah, he's got yeah he's got like new strains of shimmer and stuff too. That's what he gave to Victor was a like new shimmer that he's been working on. Right, uh, and presumably this is you know different shimmer too. He's trying to save Jean. Right, uh, and she's kind of she's kind of hallucinating. Uh, like she's she's thinking of when she was a child and Vi criticizing her, and she's she's hallucinating that Caitlin and Vi are being cruel to her and like causing the pain that she's going through currently. Yeah, she's she's like imagining the doctor is Caitlin doing these procedures right. on her uh and Vi is just watching with her. Yeah, it's not good. Making her not good for somebody who's already fairly unstable. <laughs> right. Uh at this point, Silco wakes up and and threatens Singed. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's Singed it's like, working, so yeah, Singed is like I saved her. Right. But she she is already gone. <laughs> right. Uh, at this point, we go back to the Undercity proper. We see uh, Heimerdinger walking through the Undercity. And yeah, it, it's clear he's so he's the first one to take a proactive step to just see what it's like in the Undercity after being so rightfully accused by Jace. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and he, I think you know, I think he's realizing that. I, I cannot wait for their for their reunion. You know. Yeah. Uh, for them to kind of reconcile that they were both kind of. You know, half right, half wrong. Right. Uh, neither neither of them were hitting the mark. And yeah, well, and then and we as the audience just get to see how terrible it is on there. Like it's not just fun uh bank heists and stuff, you know, it's kids digging through garbage looking for things to play with because there's nothing else going on, you know, or Yeah. Yeah. People getting mugged in the street. These kind of things. Yeah, uh, some dude's just getting his ass kicked and I'm ringer stops and watches for a minute. And then just goes on his way like this. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't here. do anything. Yeah, like, you know what am I gonna do? Yeah, right. Yeah, there's that cute that scene. Yeah, there's that cute scene where the little girl is digging through the trash and kind of goes over to him and ha- is holding up, you know, like a screw and like a washer and a lug nut. And he he does a little sleight of hand and turns it into a top for her. Yeah, it's you know? And then her mom yeah. comes by and is like, "Get away." <laughs> Yeah, but it's such a yeah, it's such a harsh, terrible place. The mom's yeah. like, "This guy's trying to like kidnap my daughter," you know. Yeah, I've seen this guy before. He was in a gimp suit the other day, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen you, you filthy bastard. 
Yeah. Uh, down at Sex Leprechaun's brothel. Uh, <laughs> so Heimerdinger, uh, we we meet back up with him. He's he's gonna head back over to Piltover. He's over by yeah, the bridge. He feels real bad. Yeah, he's uh, he's gonna get on a boat. Right, he had a little boat. That's how he he got around it. Yeah, I, I assume it's. I assume only he has it. We haven't seen any other like motorized like little dinghies around. Right. Right. And well, the I mean, enforcers just... obviously aren't keeping an eye out for him because he was he was able to easily cross the right. river. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, he finds a hoverboard. Yeah. And, and uh, he, it immediately piques his curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, he, he comments and he's like, oh, this is ingenious, but the, the fins are at the wrong angle. And yeah. Echo's, you know, Echo's like, no, it's because the, the deeper air down here. Heimerdinger is thoroughly impressed with Echo. Yeah. Echo is kind of sitting in the corner, nursing his wounds, hiding. Uh, when Heimerdinger stumbled across the hoverboard, he didn't immediately see Echo, but Echo kind of speaks up and defends yeah. the, the technology. It's like, no, it's for uh, hoverboarding around the fissures. The air's denser. Well, and I think, I'm assuming, he, he says it's a sprained ankle. Because of how they treat it, I'm guessing it's a dislocated ankle. Or something, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he yeah. gets bones reset. It might even right. be a broken leg. <laughs> I don't think it's broken. I mean, I don't think it's broken, but maybe. Maybe. I, I think he's got something dislocated and he, he can't walk. Heimerdinger's like, well, let's go get you, you know, medical treatment. And, and, uh, yeah, well, they, you know, he's like, like what you, yeah, he's like, there's no doctors down here. What are you talking right, about? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of we leave them there. Um, we cut to a, another one of my favorite scenes. Ambessa getting a, getting a back rub from her hot twink boy toy. Yeah. Uh, telling, essentially telling Jace he's too, he's too much of a bitch. To uh, yeah. leave tilt over. Yeah, he says you have failed on multiple accounts. The you know lead this city. Yeah, and, and it's like I want to dislike her because she's uh, you know she's anathema to my personal <laughs> my personal philosophies. You know. Yeah, but also you but want her to like pick you up and push you against the wall. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like uh, you know, Jace Jace uses some he uses some words. He thinks he's done really well. Right, he's like, yeah, I, I told her. Uh, and Bessa just like steps up out of the bathtub, fully nude. Right? Yep, as you do. Double, double the musculature of Jace. She is huge. Also, she's kind of hot, right? <laughs> she's she's kind of a smoke show. Just flexing on him. Just like I, you are so uncomfortable, you can't even look me in the eye right now. Right? Because you're you're eye level with my tits mostly. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and then, uh, once again, she's trying to, she's trying yeah. to steer things towards, like, a military she, like, she, Well, yeah, she negs him at the beginning, and in this part, she's like, it's not your fault, you've just, you haven't had anyone, you just need somebody more experienced in these things to advise you. Yeah. She's like, you haven't had to, you know, be strong-handed or, you know, make, uh, warlord-like decisions. That's why you need somebody with a lot of experience. You know, trying to trying to get Jace to uh, heed her advice, right, or see the value in it at least. Um, from there, we head to the the council chambers, and uh, Jace has been uh, kind of swayed by Melon and Bessa's advice, and he he wants to act. He doesn't he doesn't outright say war, yeah, uh, but he he definitely wants to do some sort of some sort of policing action in in Zon. Uh, the rest of the council is not fully on board it seems like they just you know i i just i hate the other council members so much they just and i get that's what their point of being there is but they just don't want to do anything you know they're all like 
They yeah. just want to, well, let's just wait and see what happens. You know, like, I don't want to screw with my money. We need more information. We need to talk about right. this. We can't just do things willy nilly. Right. It's, and it's just, it's really frustrating <laughs> that they're, they're so inept. Uh, at this point, uh, uh, Caitlin comes back and gives her full report. Uh, I, I think it's a good, it's a good parallel to modern politics. I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, because like, yeah. <laughs> I'll just start talking about how ineffective our leadership is, and I just yeah. can't right now. I just want to watch your cane and pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Caitlin comes and gives her full report: Marcus's betrayal, uh, Silco being the leader of the Undercity, yeah, and having having the gemstone. Uh, they kind of they say how you know Silco isn't the you know we we did investigations into Silco. There's no way he's a bad guy. Yeah, it's like said, who led these investigations? Yeah, <laughs> I just said Marcus was dirty. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we are bad at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jace asks, uh, "Who made this? Uh, who made this grenade?" Then I don't really know what prompted that. Why he would? I guess because maybe Marcus gave it to him and said that that was from the firelights. Yeah, uh, but Caitlin doesn't want to. Caitlin doesn't want to give up Jinx because she loves Vi and they're going to get together, hopefully. Yeah. But uh, Vi steps forward and says, "No, it's from it's from Jinx." Yep. She uh, said that was number two. Yeah. Uh, so Caitlin and the council want to kind of sue for peace. Jace wants action. Uh, Vi can't stand the idea of trying to to make peace with Silco after all he's done. Yeah, the um, council's like, "Well, we should talk to him." And Vi's like, what, what? what don't you understand? He h- hates everything that you are. <laughs> right, like, he yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't want to talk to you people. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like, and like, you know, she doesn't go into this, but like, her, her, her thinking here is like, like, they see Silco as part of their city-state, you know? They're like, this is a fellow citizen of Piltover. Yeah. Even though he's from the Undercity, he's one of us. Where obviously, Silco does not think that way, you know? yeah. Silco sees them as mass murderers, you know, sitting in their ivory tower. Right. Uh, so Vi makes this plea, but it, it falls kind of kind of falls upon uh, death ears, and she she storms out. Yeah, uh, she's not very patient with the council. Like she, yeah, she tried well, her best, but you know, she has that same mentality. Like these guys are fucking idiots. They're useless. Yeah. They're the oppressors. Fuck them. She's better Fuck at talking em. with her fists, you know. Yeah. Uh, so she storms out. Caitlin heads out after her. Uh, just a just a crushing scene in the rain. Really, really just blows up my fanfic. Uh, <laughs> yep, your ship is sinking, buddy. Dude, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin's kind of pleading with her to stay. You know, like there. I say, I is... I find you really cute, and Vi's like, eh, we're oil and water tits. Yeah, cupcake. Yeah, which is the name? Which is the name of the the episode? Oil and water. Oil uh, and water. Yep. I'll tell you what, that's how you make good salad dressing. So, <laughs> still got hope for these kids. <laughs> you got to shake it up a lot, though. You got to shake it up a lot. Uh, yeah, but the point being that Piltover and the Undercity can't coexist as right. as a unified thing. Uh, so the next scene, we, it's Victor on a dock, and we're we're gonna we're gonna hit it some hard points here for Victor. But I love this scene for him so much. Like it, yeah. It felt really good because it's just like, man, Victor's life is just ass, you know. So just it felt really good. So he's he's standing on the dock. He's it's uh, tragic, yeah. 
Yeah, he's, uh, he's barefoot. You can see his one I magical mecha magical leg and his we, one. We can call it Robo. We can call it he's, Robo he's leg. Robo leg. Yeah, yeah, Arcano Robo leg. Yeah, uh, and his regular. Leg. And he he starts. He does like the Forrest Gump thing, right? He's like, yeah, I, I'm running. I can do it, you know. And he he's taking steps, and he's he's real bad at it because he's figuring out how to use that leg, and then he kind of goes into a full sprint. Yeah. And it's just that, you know, it's it's the it's the Piltover Harbor and the scene behind him. It's this beautiful night and his the the leg is this purple and glowing kind of metal look. Yeah, basically uh, the hex core yeah, has worked like he has his leg back like he can right. he can run on it. It's, you know, something he's never been able to do in his entire life. Right. Uh, and yeah. And like I said, it's just nice to see him get something finally. Yeah. And he comes to the decision. I'm going to fucking do this to my whole body. Yeah. The rest of this is happening. So he, uh, he returns to his workshop, to the hex core, uh, to turn, uh, well, you know, presumably to, to turn the rest of himself into, well, yeah, he's got the runes like up his arm and across his chest and, and stuff like chest, that. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah. Carving these runes into his flesh. Yeah. 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 I mean, the knives are there still. It's, uh, it's gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's It's a, it's wild science. <laughs> If only it worked that way. Uh, yeah. So he, you know, he he's out of the the new shimmer. He doesn't have any more. So he's he's essentially risking his life now because he doesn't have this. Uh, he's just going to raw dog the procedure. Yeah, he doesn't have this healing potion to kind of to kind of help him through it. But he figures it's worth it. Uh, yeah. So he he grabs that hex core again. Yep. Uh, at this point, uh, Sky Young, his assistant, uh, who didn't turn out to be a firelight. No. Yeah. I, I guess it's fine. No, it's 100% uh, fine. It's, because of who the Firelights ended up being. But it was it was an intriguing theory. It know? was. It was. It's just fucking them saying, come on, they only had the same haircut. What's wrong with y'all? People yeah, that have the no, same haircut. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was a very similar haircut, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. But is she, is she's walking up. She's, like, rehearsing with herself. She wants to, she wants to smooch Victor, is what's you know, going on, and she's, like, rehearsing what to say to him and stuff like that. Right. Um, uh, yeah, and she pops into the laboratory as he is doing this terrible arcane transformation to himself. He's clutching the hex core, and it's very horrific looking. You know, lightning yeah, is flying everywhere. Like he's, he's in a yeah. lot of pain. Yeah, it looks like he's dying. Yeah. She run, runs over to try to help him, and gets disintegrated for her efforts. Right. Uh, uh, it's he, super bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it, it, it was only kind of a partial success for him. His his hand turned into the uh, yeah the, well, yeah. the robo hand, but I assume he like aborted as soon as like she got involved and yeah. Well, and, and like I don't I don't super know what happened there. Like, why did she? Why did she just disintegrate? I I not? think the hex the... core is tuned to him specifically because of his okay. I think that's what we're led to believe. That's why, like, okay. the plants weren't working and stuff like that. Mm. It has to be him. He's the only one. I assume at mm. some point that thing is going to be... He, he and that core are going to be one person. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's going that to be... That core before this, yeah. is like, it looks like this kind of, like, real... It's a real scientific uh, piece of, like, magical technology. Yeah, and after uh, these procedures, it looks like a like a Hellraiser butt plug. Like it is yeah. horrendous. <laughs> <looking>. <laughs> yeah, it goes from like this 
geometric shape with a bunch of shifting panels and the the like hexec gem in the middle of it to like yeah this like black obsidian spiked like i don't know orb <laughs> that is like shifting and pulsing yeah. with magic <laughs> yeah if you've ever seen tron the, the 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 sprites that are in the that are in tron but i guess that's probably a deep cut for a lot of it is i don't even remember that shit well it's fine whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it looks um it looks super terrible like it's whispering like the secrets of the void to him yeah, <laughs> yeah it seems real bad uh so he doesn't, doesn't seem good he's pulling together her her documents he's reading her letters he's uh, yeah he's very distraught he just he's distraught he, yeah, he just turned his his lovely young assistant to dust, right? And he, yeah, he picks up her documents. See that there's like confession letters for her oh, love yeah. for and him. Then, he kind of just collapses and cries, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's like, "Oh, I yeah, really... That's really sad." Yeah. Well, it's you know, so like his big thing was he wants he wanted to help other people with this technology, and then like the first time he is selfish with it. Like, this is the first time he's decided to do something squarely for himself with this technology. He kills this young lady with it. <laughs> right. Like, poor Victor, man. I only want the best for him. That's why, dude, that's why I just, I wanted to breathe a little bit in that scene. Because it was, it was really nice. Uh, and I guess, you know, that's why Victor was willing to do what he did. Because there's that feeling of like, oh, I'm a, I, I'm a man now. Like, I'm, I'm not this, this gimp, you know. It's yeah. pitied. I, I can I can run and I have a, a chance of being a, a normal, healthy person. Right. Uh real tough to watch. Uh so Jace, uh so we get to Jace workshop. He is uh seems like he's determined to to do something still. He starts assembling. He's yeah, he's building something. He's putting a big handle together for something. I don't know what it could be. It's got it's got hex technology in it. Yeah. Uh Vi shows up to his workshop and kind of uh well, she puts on the Atlas gauntlets, which is just the best. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. well she tells him, you're the only person that was up there talking, you know, making any sense. Right. Uh, this, we should we should team up and go punch Silco to death. And uh, and Jace agrees. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't see him agree, but the, the next scene is uh, a train of enforcers breaking into a uh, Shimmer production facility. I assume the Shimmer production facility. Uh, well, Silco says it's about half. Oh, I assume okay. there's another. Yeah, because when he's negotiating later with Jace, Jace is like, and you'll cut out all the shimmer production? He's like, it's already halfway done. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, that's a great scene when she, yeah, she's just testing out the gauntlet, and it's like, oh, I used to have a pair of these, <laughs> you know, or uh, the guy who taught me on the box. Yeah, yeah. A pair of these. Yeah. And then she, yeah, she puts up the giant atlas. A gauntlet to shake his hand and like we got a deal pretty boy <laughs> yeah it's funny that's for the trailer i feel like you know yeah no 100 yeah. it's very fun um so yeah so we 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 cut to the the, the uh, shimmer production facility and this uh this train full of forcer enforcers come in uh vi gets off with her with her gauntlets jace, get, jace gets off with his giant hammer uh and they start they start rounding everybody up handcuffing the workers well no we don't see uh vi immediately it's just jace Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. she, she flies in later. Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, yeah. It's a it's a raid on this factory. Yeah. Um, uh, but while they're handcuffing everybody, one of the kids that works there uh, gets loose, kind of headbutts an enforcer, 
gets loose and uh, hits an alarm. Well, what, yeah. what I thought was an alarm, but was actually a button to wake up the the Shimmer Power Rangers. Um, yeah, I I don't know what this what this deal is, but I like them. No, they're the best. <laughs> they are the best. Yeah, they are. I don't know what I'm gonna guess. I have no reason to assume this, but I feel like they're just shimmery junkies. Yeah, and they're like if you sit in this suit, we'll just give you all the shimmer you could ever want. You know. Yeah, yeah they've gotten just... this. Go ahead. I was gonna, they're just hanging out. They're like, they almost look like giant, like those inflatable hazmat suits. Except yeah. they have, except they have knives for hands. <clears throat> yeah, scary green knives. Yeah, and then it's just pumped full of shimmer on the interior, and these guys go fuck it, ape shit. Yeah, and they're like, they're they're incredibly fast. They're incredibly agile. Seemingly, they're incredibly strong. Yeah. Um, so this is what I mean. This is what. Piltover would have to deal with if they went if they actually went to war, you know. Yeah, like and they would have they would have to fight these guys who can you know five Shimmer Rangers can take out a whole team of enforcers. Right. Right. Yeah, they they murder a lot of enforcers. You can see the enforcers are quickly getting overwhelmed by these guys. Um, right. Jace is kind of standing off, starting to fight them. Vi comes in. She yeah, she does like the superhero fucking like fly in, punching some one of these dudes in the face, destroying him. Yeah, it's a great. It's yeah, a, it's a great fight scene. It's really fast. It's really scary too for like Jason Vi because they didn't. They don't. They're not wearing any armor. <laughs> no, no. And these guys are throwing knives and stuff. And yeah, it is. Uh, it is etch a sketch in there. But uh, they, you know, they wreck him. Jace is just well. So Jace. Uh, Kind of does the Tony Montana thing, right? He's like, say hello to my little friend, and he's shooting these big magical blasts at the end well, of yeah. the uh, hammer. Well, this is the first time, like, they are fighting like their League of Legends champion right. counter, you know, counterparts. Uh, and Jay's Jace... swinging, yeah, swinging a big electric hammer around, turning, turning it into range mode and just shooting blasts of electricity. Yeah. It's satisfying to see him knock those dudes, like, off the catwalks, you know? Like, it is a, yeah. it's a real good thud. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I could deal with more Jace fights for sure. Yeah, but he uh, he inadvertently hits a kid uh, with the, the kid who hit the alarm actually with his uh, yeah magical one energy those, blast. One of those murder thugs is like running across and he's like trying to lead the shot, you know, firing these giant like blasts of electricity, yeah. and misses and hits this kid. <laughs> the kid is just standing there yeah. stunned with like this burnt out, you know. Uh, mark on his chest and, and well, it's like, well, yeah. So I'm like, oh, maybe okay. The kid seems like he's gonna be okay. He's like blinking, but he's like opening his eyes again. Oh, okay, he's alive. Yeah, and then he tumbles and falls like 50 feet. Yeah, falls down the center of this like factory shaft and right. smacks loudly against the floor. Yeah, and like, like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, so they wrap up the fight. Later, they're kind of, you know, they're uh, surveying all the damage, and they walk over to this kid. And, like, I get why they did it. We have to watch this kid slowly die. Like, taking his last breaths, fighting to, like, you know, just just not, like, just, like, the natural inclination to cling to life, right? He's trying to breathe. Body's given up. We have to watch this happen to this child. I get why they're doing it, because we're going to see what Jace sees, and it does feel bad. Yeah, we're making (laughs) Jace's force... Once again, to confront the reality of his decisions and you right. know, things that are going on. Right. Which is, you know, it's going to turn him into a great leader at some point. 
when, when you see enough kids die from your actions, one would hope. Yeah. It's like, oh, I should probably think about Yeah, he ordered those bridges shut down, and then he had to go see yeah. all the enforcers dead. <laughs> right. He's like, okay, we got to shut down this factory. He had to go kill a child. And it's like, okay. Right. At some point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's going to click with Jason's. Well, I wonder if he's just going to be paralyzed with inaction at some point. No, like, I mean, just... <laughs> that could be, yeah, that's also an option, right? Like, well, I can't do anything. Yeah. Vi's... I watched this kid die. Yeah, Vi is like, hey, man, shit happens. Uh, you know, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. Uh, this kid knew the risks working here. If you didn't kill this kid, a hundred other kids were going to die tomorrow from, you know, this yeah. crap, you know, she's yeah. trying to reason with him. And it's, I mean, it's all horrible. No, it's not good. Um, and Jace is like, no, this is over. We're done. Give me back the gauntlets. Vi's like, nah, nah I'm keeping it. <laughs> like yeah. you want him, you can fight me for him. And then Jace, they, yeah, is, they square off. And Jace, yeah, he just kind of, with a defeated sigh, just leaves and says, fine, right. whatever, yeah. take him. I was hoping it would happen, man. I was like, like I'm, I know I knew she was going to keep him, but I was hoping it would be like a little bit of a brawl for us, but it, yeah. it is what it is. I do want to say she did the Henry Cavill arm reload in this fight. Um, <laughs> did she from, like bump the fist? <laughs> yeah, she did like two downward punches and like charged him up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's, it's super stupid. Just like when Henry Cavill did it, it's super stupid. But you know what? Yeah, it looks awesome as fuck. It looks so cool. <laughs> She's got giant mechanical gauntlets on too, so maybe that does something. Yeah, no, even when Henry Cavill does it, and he's just buff. It is still yeah. super cool, you know. <laughs> got to reload those fists, man. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to some old, just just classic, tasteful uh, fan service. Caitlin's taking a shower, which she has earned. Right? Yeah. It has been it has been a day or two. I uh, mean, so it is a shower thing. scene. It didn't feel like fan service to me. No, I was it just w- joking. Okay, you, you, I was gonna say you get a little bit of like, there's like a a, a, a slight bit of underbutt. Okay, but it's like <laughs> her being in the shower wasn't like it. It was it set up a really cool reveal. Yeah, uh, no, it's, I, it's, it's terrifying. Think, it's terrifying. Yeah. And no, and I I didn't think the sh- like the shower scene. It's it's not it's like too it's too emotional to be sexy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was just joking. Okay. Yeah, I was just joshing about the fan service. Like, uh, yeah, she, she's, she's in the shower, uh, and this, you know, this warm water's falling down on her and she's, she's imagining when, when Vi, uh, kind of said like, well, I don't want anything to do with you. Right. And she's, she's struggling with that part. And then she's, she's, yeah, she's seeing it it's in reverse. Those... Like, it's like the, the warm water in the shower is falling down on her. She's, she's envisioning the cold rain kind of falling up. Right, uh, and and uh, it's it's vibe. one of those you know it's been a long day depression depression showers you know yeah yeah <laughs> you know where you just you just you're not washing you're just standing in the shower being sad yeah which well, is <laughs> probably pretty sore too after yeah oh yeah we see know. like yeah the blood running down from the wound on her leg and stuff like that yeah. from when she got lightly exploded. Yeah, she slept on a dirty floor at least once in the past 48 hours. So, I mean, I'm sure she's pretty sore. Yeah. Uh, so she she leaves the shower. Yep. Oh, man, dude, this scene. She's like, Indeed. yeah, she's, yeah, it's so, it's very good. And every yeah. other scene, we get three more scenes like this, or three total. Right. Uh, but yeah, she's she's in front of her mirror. It's all fogged up. She's like starting to dry her hair. And we just see like, in the in the the heat, the steam from the shower, the mirror fogged up. 
Jinx's graffiti monkey face. And then slowly in the shadows, we see Jinx has been sitting back there. Right. Uh, and we just get a, a quick, like, flash of that pink eye before, you know, <laughs> that's the end of the yeah. episode. Oh, my God, dude. And so, like, this is, uh, I really thought about how the show, and I, I just I wonder, I wonder if it'll be a criticism, and it might not be. It might just be something I'm harping on for no reason. But, like, the show is derivative, and it does lean on tropes, but it's just so good that and and it does it in such a in such like clever ways uh that it just it it doesn't feel tropey or derivative you know what i mean yeah like, like this no, this drawn on the shower thing that's been done you know yeah but, it, but yeah it's hyper effective <laughs> it is effective I, I think that's what yeah it doesn't like i i don't even necessarily think i was expecting it like I, you know, she's like drying off. I was, I was waiting to see where the scene was going. Like, what Caitlin, what is Caitlin going to do? Vi left. You know, the council's useless. Like, what is she going to do? Oh, she's going to get kidnapped by Jinx. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Like, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't either. I didn't. And it did. I never. Even though they like they, they totally let us kind of know it was going to happen. You know, the last time we saw Jinx, or not? Well, one of the last times we saw Jinx. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, her name's Caitlin. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah she I mean, figured they, it out. I think that's why. Yeah. That. I think that's why it doesn't feel tropey. Is like if this was if we were explicitly watching like a horror movie and we see a woman in the shower and she goes in front of a foggy mirror, it's like oh she's gonna like wipe her hand along the mirror and someone's gonna be behind her. You right. Know, we expect that. Yeah. But like yeah, we had no expectation in the scene of it right. to be scary. <laughs> yeah. And, and it actually. Is. Yeah, each each other time it happens, I don't expect it then either. Because no. Jinx, Jinx is grabbing people up, and each time she does it, I don't expect it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a wonderful scene. But that's so that's the end of episode eight, oil and yeah. Uh, episode nine, the monster you created, which is just like it's the best title, and it's just such a like they've done such a wonderful job with these characters. I don't even necessarily know who they're talking about. One would well, assume it's Jinx. It's Jinx. It is. I mean, but it's it's, it's it the kind same of for Silco. It's the same for yeah. Kind of kind of where where Jace is at. Uh, I mean, it it fits for a lot of people. For Jace and the Council, it's Silco. For yeah. for the main cast, it's Jinx. Um, I would say Silco's main cast. Well, he's just not a champion. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, from the other from the other side, Silco, the monster you created. Uh, it's also Finn to a degree, like the uh, the Chem Barons. That's a that's oh a yeah, monster. that's a great point. You know, Silco is created. Uh, yeah. Same with Vi. Vi is a monster that Silco has created. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's it's just such a it's a perfect title. Yes, it is just these. It's it's they could have called it Comeuppance too, but it, <laughs> I assume it doesn't have the same gravitas. Yeah, hoisted by um, your own petards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what a petard is? What. It's a, I think it's a, it's a, like, explosive device. Oh, yeah, 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 it's, uh, like a, it's, uh, like a, it's not, I want to say C4, but it's not C4, it's, like, a breach charge. Yeah. Uh, and it's like you, you got hit by it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got caught in your own explosion, is what it Yeah, is. I always thought it was, like, a flagpole, because, uh, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So we open up back on the dying child, and we have to watch a little bit of that again. Uh, <laughs> Jace uh, 
kind of closes the eye, the 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 kid's eyes, uh, and Vi tries to comfort him. But oh, I, see, I I I remember this scene happening last time. But yeah, I guess I, I guess they, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, they faded. Yeah, they yeah. faded out, and then it happens here. Yeah, and then so yeah, Jason Vi decide not to kill each other. Vi gets to keep the gong. Yeah, and then Vi um, breaks all the machinery, the shimmer machinery. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she punches in the uh, the shimmer. Yeah, the shimmer machinery. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, we go to Silco <laughs> and Savika, and they're they're surveying the damage, and and Rennie's there. It turns out that the the kid is her son. Yeah. Rennie was one of the chem barons. She's the one that had right the one with the nose apparatus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jinx's name keeps coming up more and more for Silco, and this is a, this is another thing where Rennie's like, "Oh, is is Jinx going to take care of this problem too? You know, where's your daughter?" Yeah, and uh, you know, Savika and Finn keep sharing looks like yeah, eh, eh, yeah see, what I was eh, talking about, eh. what I was talking about. Yeah, because uh, even Silco is like Savika, take care of this, uh, and that was one of the points that. Finn brought up is like you have to keep shoveling Silco's shit. Right. Right. And then, you know. Well, oh, I do want to say when Vi and Jace were arguing, uh Jace is like, I'm a part of this now, and Vi explains to him how he's always been a part of it, how his actions have led to this. And uh, I just I yeah. really liked that scene. It was really, I think, poignant coming from Vi, uh and under yeah. you know, a Zon a Zonite uh being like, right. yeah, asshole, you've been a part of this the whole time. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you coming here it. wasn't, yeah, this isn't your first step into it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, well, and it just shows his, like his, uh, oh, what's the word? It's not innocence, his uh, ignorance. Na- his, naivete. Yeah, his naivete. He's just <laughs> such a knucklehead, you know? It's like, you really don't... Check your privilege, Jace. Yeah, it's like your family has a factory. Where did that war come from, bro? God. <laughs> it's frustrating the the piltoverians are very frustrated um <laughs> yeah so so silco tells uh Savika to take care of the problem yeah uh we go back to uh we skipped ahead a little bit with victor as well we kind of talked about this scene earlier but this is where he mourns the loss of sky and uh he's reading her letters and yeah. research yeah and he he picks up tries this... to yeah go ahead he picks up his stool uh it looks really heavy but victor just might be really weak too i don't know yeah, uh, try, like he's gonna smash the core, uh, but he can't bring himself to do it. Right. He's a, he's got a little too much scientist in him. Not enough human. Right. Well, I think it's just the. I think it's because it's his key to health. You know, it's his key to being a full person in his eyes. Uh, yeah. It it means a lot to him. It's his life's work. There's there's many reasons why he doesn't want to smash. Um, yeah. At this point, Ambess is getting a foot massage from her. Uh, yeah, she's on like a Shea lounge. Sex, her sex worker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's just the best. I, I, I really do love Ambessa. I, I love when she's on screen. They do villains so well in this show. Yeah, yeah, uh, she, she's definitely villainous, but she has such a charismatic air to her. She has such I mean. dominance yeah. of the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the the opulence that she's into, but also that she's uh, like I, I guess because she's got that like barbarian quality, and I, you know, I'm just I'm into that barbarian archetype. Yeah, because like I, I wanted to say this too, actually, when she got off the. When she got off the airship in the other episode, uh, I was like, great. So we got another, like, you know, black uh, society that's that's warfaring and, like, you know, barbarous. It's like, that's so uninteresting. But it turns out they're like <laughs> the Roman Empire. You know, they're, they're yeah. not, I guess, barbarous isn't the word, but 
they're vicious and cruel, you know. They are brutal, but she still appreciates yeah. the finest thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's she's the best. But but Mel comes in super rude. I mean, this because she found out she got good money. (laughs) Well, she found out that mom got naked in front of her boyfriend. Yeah, she's not happy. (laughs) She's like, Mom, you know, I can't compete. She's like, You leave Jace alone. You You stay away from him. (laughs) (laughs) I heard what you did. (laughs) Don't proposition my boyfriend. Uh, And once again, uh, Bess is just, she's, uh, she wants war. She wants Hextech's weapons. I think she wants. I, I took it that she wanted Piltover as, like, an owl. Uh, well, uh, I like... This scene is great, because this is when Ambessa comes clean with everything. Yeah. Um, even though, like, Mel is in charge in this... Like, she she's the leader of the city, but, like, everyone listens to Ambessa. So, like, when Mel's, like, tells the little twink to get out, you know, Ambessa gives them a nod, like, all right, go. Um, and then she dismisses her own bodyguard. It's like, okay. The... Sit down with Mama here. I'm going to tell you what's going on. Um, yeah, and it, it basically comes out that her family is in a tight spot. The, right. uh, the man that uh, her son and Mel's brother uh, had upset was not satisfied with just the brother's death. And it, we don't know what else he's coming for, but presumably it's the entire family or Ambessa herself, maybe even Mel. With your, uh, like, foreknowledge or your knowledge of <laughs> League of Legend lore, do you know who yeah. this man is? I don't. I So, I assume... Um, oh, I don't remember their name. Uh, it's the big scary guy with the axe. Uh, Draven is his brother. What is that guy's name? Oh, I don't know. Nox is champion. Uh, yeah, I just played a lot Darius. Darius. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, I do know that name. Because <laughs> he, yeah. he was a really strong character when I played, like... 15 years ago. Yeah. 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 He's, he's Noxus's uh, most feared, most battle-hardened commander. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he's like the poster for Noxus. Um, I assume, since we haven't actually met any Noxus heroes yet, that it's probably them. Because uh, okay. that, that would be a fun way to kind of integrate Noxus into the story. Um, like, I, I don't under... I don't know how they're... They're... <laughs> They're a weird society, from what what I know of them. Like they they topple neighboring kingdoms and stuff like that uh, to control. Uh, they hate uh, like birthright kind of things. It's a it's a might makes right kind of society. Right. So yeah, you know, you saying you deserve to rule because you were born that way is gross to them. Um, I yeah. Besides yeah, all the super of... murder, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a it's a very you know. You can do whatever you want as long as you're strong enough to do it. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of thing. Um, as far as I know. So I, what I that's what I imagine, but it, you know, it, it could be a red herring. Um, but yeah, so Ambessa's family uh is in trouble basically. Ambessa she's scared for her family. Okay. Um and that's why yeah. she wants she wants Mel to give them Hextech weapons. Um so, like, you've seen, like, Piltover, all their guards, all their, you know, enforcers wield guns. We got to see, like, this little honor guard from Noxus. They're also carrying, like, swords and spears and stuff like that. Right. I, I think the assumption is, while they are a brutal and warlike uh, nation, they're not the most technologically advanced. Yeah, I think so, Piltover's supposed to be, like, a, 
Yeah, it's supposed to yeah, be a, a very technologically advanced place. Yeah, right. So yeah, so Ambessa wants weapons, wants Mel to sees value in Mel again, and Mel is very upset about this. She feels like she's being used by her mother. It's like you cast me out, you didn't want me because you know I wasn't like you. You know, right. GTFO basically. Mm. Uh, Ambessa is trying to appeal to her, like. Everything I do is for the family. That's why I'm here. You are still part of the family, you know, no matter what. And that's their like little scene. Yeah. Um, from there we go to see uh, Victor is uh, kind of dangling his feet off this uh, ladder. It looks like some kind of maintenance entrance uh, over a uh, over a stream. Uh, do we yeah. know is this the same stream where he had like the boat earlier in the thing, or is this just? I assume so. Is there any significance to this location? Okay, I couldn't think no, of. He says, I don't, I don't know where you would want your ashes. Spread, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he, he spreads her ashes there, and uh, he actually, uh, he, you know, he's looking into the, he's looking into the stream, and he's, he's about to jump. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very similar scene to when he came across Jace. Yeah, but Jace shows up, and uh, I so think he's the, same, the thing. same thing. Yeah, yeah. Am I interrupted? interrupted. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they kind of, they kind of discuss their. Well, I guess I, I didn't realize they knew each other as young men. What? Because they, they discuss a science fair, right? Oh, I I assume this was uh, sometime in between developing oh, okay. the Hex Gate and Hex Cold. Oh, and... okay, okay. Yeah, because I, 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 I think it, it was a car. It doesn't make any sense. It was a car, I, I think he was talking about, that almost blew up in his face or whatever. I see. Um. And as we saw uh, at the, the most recent progress day, like people were showing off cars. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of discussed losing uh, in, in Victor's like words. You know, we lost our way. We uh, we lost sight of our vision. And he they asked. Got, they got too big for the britches. Right. And Jace is taking this as Victor's disappointed in him. Uh, he, he's like, you have to destroy it. And Jace kind of looks over at his hammer. He's like, no, I know. And then Victor, you know, clarifies. He's like, the hex core, I can't do it. You know, you'll have to do it for me. Yeah. Yeah, Victor uh, actually doesn't react at all to the fact that Jace has made a weapon. No, yeah, he doesn't even notice. Well, yeah, and just poor Jace, dude. Like, what a confused guy, you know? Just yeah. Like... Yeah. And because he sent away Heimerdinger, he literally has... There's no one in a position uh, in the right, like, mindset to help him currently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Victor delivers that that fucking wonderful line, you know, in the pursuit of doing something great, we fail to do anything. Yeah. You know, which is, well, it's real good. <laughs> yeah. No, it is real good. And this, yeah, they, this is a. Uh... They aimed a little too high and failed to do anything. Yeah. It's really cool to see where these two men have ended up from where they began in uh, act one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, we're having fun. Look, look, I know this is dangerous, but like, it's like, you know, like almost Harry Potter levels of, of chicanery. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, man, we invented essentially the atomic bomb. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a great scene. Uh, from there, we go to oh, Silco's office. I love this scene. So Savika walks in with Finn and Rennie. Uh, Silco's sitting at his desk. Uh, uh, and she, so oh, what's up? So, yeah, Savika comes in and says, you know, the Ken Barons are here to talk to you. And he's like, I'm busy. I don't have time for that. She lets them in anyway. And Silco's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> oh, I know. And she pulls, so she pulls this chair for Finn yeah. and, like, wipes off the seat. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was, like, I was really disappointed because I, yeah. I really, I like Savika quite a bit. 
Yeah. And like that she would just like, yeah, yeah, that she would be such a, like a passive piece of shit, you know, to, to Finn really bothered me. Yeah. Cause Silco has never made her do anything like that. Like with respect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's hard on her. No, he's hard on her, but he, he, I mean, he's he's constantly, he constantly reprimands her. Yeah. He's, he's never (laughs) demeaning to her, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like she, yeah, she got I mean. her ass kicked, and like he's looking in the in his little like you know compact mirror. It's like you're making a mess all over the floor. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's fair. And then she's like, lies oh. back, and he's like, from the dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, so we they they did a they did a really good job of presenting Finn's. Um, Finn's desire to, to get Savika the turn. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it made it convincing enough. No, it I, did. I, yeah, that it's like, oh, I didn't know which is, way it was going to go. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's this is what's happening. Shit, yeah. like, is James yeah. going to be there to save him? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, uh, and, and once again, man, oh God, Silco gives this great monologue about like back in the day, right? Yeah, before we had all this fancy bullshit that I gave you. The only thing we had was loyalty. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh and Zavika just pops out her cool new lightsaber. Oh, it's going it's so slow. Like she is behind like she went to go stand yeah. behind Silco or beside him, but back. And it's just slowly coming out. Oh right, yeah, because we think that's for Silco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's gonna kill Silco. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Finn's she... being very dismissive of what's being learned, and he's you know, like he's like brushing his lighter along Silco's desk, like he's you know just fucking around. Uh, but yeah, it it definitely feels like Silco doesn't know which way it's going to run either. No, he definitely does not, because she yeah. she slices over him over Silco's like head and chair. Yeah, and cuts like I I don't even know how to describe it. Like he has this jaw prosthesis, and he kind of cuts like through that and through part of his neck, but not clean through, right? Yeah, no, it's it's a ugly cut. Yeah, and then uh, it's not even a prosthetic. It's it's like a gold-plated jaw that he has. <laughs> you know, it's I right. assume it, it's deliberate decoration. And it, uh, yeah, it, he doesn't do too well. He uh, turns out you need all those tubes in your neck. Most of to, them yeah. to live. Yeah, yeah, but no, he uh, like he's surprised. He's like, oh, okay, good. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't uh, say anything to that effect, but like. You can. You well, can he breathes really heavy. He's like, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, from there, we go to Jason Silco meeting. Uh, it looks like the guy. I guess they had like an in between point of uh, Zahn and Piltover that's not on the bridge. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, in that scene again, back. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Rennie is spared from that, uh, and then Silco asks Savika, "Like, were you were you ever tempted?" And she's like, "No, not by Finn." But there's going to be other, you know, right? Kind of a, kind of a get your yeah. It's like you need to get your order. shit together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is also the scene where I noticed finally that his ashtray is all covered, colored in Jinx stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's got and, a lot. Uh, of... It's super cute. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it is that nice. well, just like how Jinx has her own cup at the bar, like it's got you know covered right. graffiti and stuff like that. And... Right. Yeah, it's cute. It is. <laughs> yeah, I love small shit like that. Uh, so yeah, so we go to Jason Silco meeting in this, uh, 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a, no a wall kind of against thing. the water somewhere. It looks like a park, kind of like a park to overlook the. Uh, well, there was like, but there I guess was it's like got cannons. cannons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have a lot of cannons at parks around here, so. <laughs> that that's fair. Oddly. We do. <laughs> yeah, oddly we do. Uh, <laughs> it's really weird to think about. Uh, yeah, but so Jason and Silco are there. They're kind of discussing peace. Um, yeah, Jason Jay says the price to pay for fighting is too much. He's like, I right. I have seen what is going to happen, and Silco like oh so you know you're scared he's like no i'm I'm scared for you like right we if we fought we would kill everyone in the undercity and that's horrible i don't want to do that right um uh silco presents oh good yeah uh yeah so silco's like yeah he basically told jace told silco i can't i i'm unable to fight you he basically gave him you know i surrender uh, unconditionally, what do you want? Yeah, you know, is, is what Silco is basically getting everything he needs, anything he wants. Well, his... no, I mean he, Jace, Jace uh, doesn't just outright agree to his terms. I mean, they, no, but he's he's, he's just he's trying to open up. He's giving uh, he's giving a Silco a blank check. He's like, whatever we need to do to make this, you know, peace happen, we will do. Oh, it. I didn't, I didn't take it that way. I, I, I took it as that like, I'm not gonna fight you. Let's. You know, let's talk and figure out what we can do to make this. Oh, he wants. Better. He wants to. Yeah, he wants to end all the conflict. He's like, we. Yeah, because Silco starts. You know, presenting it. You know. No, I know he wants to end all the conflict, but I mean, like, it's not like a. It's not like a like it's like you use the word surrender, and I don't really think like it felt like a surrender. I think it felt like a no, but it, he's let's open up, up lines of dialogue. He's given up concessions that, like, if you were on actual sides of you know a conflict, you wouldn't give up. But it's like he has no will to fight. No, that's like, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And Silco presents him with his terms and it's like, you know, blank and amnesty, uh, independence for Zahn, uh, free use of the, the hex, uh, hex gate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's quite a bit. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For, so, for somebody that who you would absolutely devastate in that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's the point I'm making. You no, know, that's not. The only thing Zahn has on their side is, you know? Uh, no, that's fair. But also, like, I don't... I mean, it's like it's like what Silco said before. It's like, I don't need to beat them, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I just don't think they'd have the will. Uh, like, I'm, I think Zahn would be okay. Uh, just because I don't think... Yeah, I don't think Piltover has the will to beat them. You know, they're, they're not going to be... They're not going to go down there. I mean, it's going to be like Vietnam, you know? Where, like, yeah. in Zahn... You have no idea who is a combatant, and they have shimmer. Well, you know? Yeah, so I think that's like, the point, though, is that yeah, Piltover, like if they send in the enforcers again, they will just brutalize every, and that's what I mean, Jace but, wants to avoid. Yeah, no, that's fair, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm talking. I, I understand why Jace thinks that, but I'm talking about like as the viewer, I feel like Zahn's got a shot. I mean, we saw what Deckard did, whatever, yeah. five years ago, with less, less refined, and no weapons. But even, <laughs> even know? Vander said, even with the shimmer you won't beat them. And so yeah, like, and he yeah, said, I don't have to. Yeah. I, I don't have to. I just have to make them scared that I could or whatever. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Like they, they won't, they wouldn't win because of that. No, but I, yeah, they I, don't have I, the will no, to yeah, yeah. It's the will. Cause I, I think if Jace committed to, you know, honestly, hex tech weaponry, you know, Zon would be just wiped out. The, that's because, fair. 
two people with Hextech weapons defeated all those goons with the Shimmer. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's fair, but, you know, Victor and Jace made those by hand. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how many of those they can crap out. Where, like, the and, Shimmer Rangers, I feel like you could make a ton of. Maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe. Whatever. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, so uh, Silco gives Jace his list of demands. Jace says, okay, you give me Jinx, I'll give you everything. All of it. You'll get yeah, your, basically. You'll get your Zon. You know, you'll get all your demands. No more, no more Shimmer production either. That was part of it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no more Shimmer production. And Silco Which, seems fine with that. I don't understand that, though. Like, I, I just, I assume he wouldn't. I mean, that's like his main export. I, that's how I took it anyway, but maybe not. I, I uh, seem willing to get rid of it, though. Yeah. Yeah, and then he says, yeah, give up Jinx. It's all yours. Everything you've ever wanted. is Right. Uh, from there, we go back to Echo's Oasis with Echo and uh, Heimerdinger finally making it back. Heimerdinger's like dragging Echo's uh, hoverboard and Echo's yeah. limping <laughs> along. Uh, and it's this really cool scene where Heimerdinger kind of gets this like, he gets this, uh, he gets schooled by Echo a little bit. And that he's like, you know, it's like this. Well, first of all, he's amazed at the Oasis and he's so impressed. He did so much in such a little time because Echo's a young man, you know, maybe not even 20. Right. Uh, and he's built this like this beautiful community in, in the Undercity. And uh, they talk about the hoverboards. And he's like, it's 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 wonderful piece of machinery, but why this design? I'm sure there's safer ways to do it. Yeah. And then the, the weird, like, bat monster guy that hangs out, he, like, calls out, like, something, you know, like, firelights, ho, or whatever. And, you know, they respond. And Echo's like, you know, you need to, <clears throat> you need to, you need to show them uh like give them something to believe in uh, too you know yeah uh, and this is a thing that heimerdinger's never understood you know he's not a, he's not a politician he's a scientist right right uh and it's just it's a really it's a really nice scene and man like i i just want more from that duo you know yeah yeah <laughs> uh, they're they're real fun together yeah because they're they're so alike and so different at the same time you know right um from there oh this scene man like we see silco uh drinking at the foot of vander of a statue of vander right yeah and like yeah. he's he's uh, he's so upset because he's he's so close to his goal and they just ask for the only thing he's not willing to give up right yeah uh and he's like he's like pouring out you know some of his drink for vander and they're talking to his friend who's not there yeah, and, uh, you know, he finally understands. Yeah. Oh my God. And just how they're, yeah, their two stories have just like commingled. You know, like he's he's in the same spot Vander was then. You know, he's gonna, uh, he's willing to potentially give up his dream to protect his daughter, which is right. exactly what Vander and what Silco killed him for. You know. Yep. Uh, but the way he the way he kind of lays it out, um. It sounds like he doesn't know if he'll give up. And Jinx is... Uh, well, he's just, yeah, he's just kind of... He's just speaking aloud about it. He's like... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think we're supposed to believe that it's he's leaning towards giving up Jinx or anything like that. Because he's like... It, it's obviously... He's thinking about it. He's trying to... Because it would be so easy to just give up Jinx. No, yeah. It's like he's almost trying to convince himself. Like, yeah, he's trying... It's, it's but more like he's trying to convince himself to do it than not That's what I mean. It. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. And for Jinx to hear that, I understand how she would take that poorly. Uh, yeah. 
but that scene's beautiful because she's like she's like laying on the back this time of something that's that's not real opposed to the things that are not real leaning on her right it's a nice juxtaposition to the other scenes that we've seen uh when she's kind of losing her mind yeah but yeah he Uh, like he brings up like it's everything i've always wanted and all i'd have to do is give up what is basically a problem you know (laughs) right yeah uh it's yeah, it's real good. But yeah, of course Jinx is there too, listening, waiting. <laughs> right. Yeah, that seems amazing though. I that's a great like capstone for that Vander Silco uh relationship, you know? Yeah. Uh from there, uh we go back to the last drop. Oh my god. We go back to the last drop. Okay? Yep. Uh <laughs> Zabika is She's playing some cards. Uh, that creepy guy who turned the page all goofy uh, in, in Marcus's daughter's bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Just more of the games. Uh, yeah, he heads over. He, he puts a new song on the jukebox. Yeah. Uh, and then when he turns around, Vi is standing there. Uh, I mean, just looking like a badass. Uh, Savika clears the place out so that they can appropriately try and kill each other. Yeah, yeah. I like how uh, Chuck just kind of slowly... Lowers behind the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as as is, yeah, bartender, you know, <laughs> uh, right. operations, you know. Shit's going down, he kind of just ducks behind the bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this fight scene, I mean, it's, it's you just got to watch it. It's so great. The the colors in it. It is just the, uh, the blue of Vi's uh, Atlas Gauntlets and the pink and purple of Savika's, uh, like, shimmer arm, uh, just, like, flashing uh, in this, in this, uh, in this brawl in the bar, right? Yeah. Uh, and just, like, every time they fight, Vi is off to an early lead. She's yep. wrecking house right off the rip. Uh, but as soon as, as soon as Savika does deploy the, the lightsaber, she's, uh, she's able to destroy <laughs> one of Vi's Atlas gauntlets, or at least, you know, make it non-functional. Yeah. And uh, and really does a number on on poor Vi. Vi's on the ground, seemingly beat. She's bleeding. She's passing out. She actually uh, she loses consciousness. We assume, and she has a conversation with with Vander. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's just like, "There's people that need you to keep throwing punches." You know, gives her the uh, yeah, gives her the the Mick uh, from Rocky pep talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does. She gets up. She spits out a tooth because she's a. I like Vi. I like Viola. She's a badass. All right. She spits out a tooth. She stands back up. She's like, I didn't hear no bell. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And her and Zavika go at it. And she wrecks house. She rips Zavika's arm off at the shoulder. Oh, it's so good. Dude, just launches her into the, into the jukebox. And you can tell she like, she finally feels vindicated. She finally beat. Uh, she just kind of wails. And she falls to the ground and her her atlas gauntlet like you know cracks the floorboards and yeah and then we hear out of nowhere hey good job sis and then she gets <laughs> she gets a pistol <laughs> butt to her head yeah so jinx shows up and knocks her out no it's so good so the next thing <laughs> i thought was really interesting it's uh back in the council chambers and jace is essentially telling the council that they're not fit to rule right yep so this is a realization he's had about himself. I I assume he's known this about the other council members for a while because they are idiots. They're very, they're very dumb. Yeah, ineffectual at the very least. 
uh, except for maybe Robot Man. Maybe he's he's got hope. But uh, uh, Victor actually explains the peace agreement between Silco and uh, that Silco and Jace have kind of come up with. Uh, I think in Jace's mind, it's a little more meaningful coming from somebody from the Undercity. Yeah. Uh, they're not happy about it. They, they're, you know, yeah. <laughs> they, they stand up, they're knocking over their chairs. There's like they're spittle like, flying out of their mouth. Yeah. But rebel, my rebel, ducats. rebel, rebel. Yeah. <laughs> but all of my ducats. Rebel, 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 rebel. <laughs> um, from there, we enter just the creepiest scene ever. Oh. I kind of wakes up and sees a, sees a weird sparkler toy in front of her, kind of like a birthday cake almost. Uh, but yeah. made of metal. Um, Jinx, you're you're only kind of getting like flashes of this table, but it's got it's got cups everywhere, and it's yeah, place uh, settings and stuff like place that. settings and weird. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, and uh, Jinx shows up and kind of explains there's a there's a there's a spot for uh, Silco, and there's a spot for Powder, and there's a spot for Jinx. Yeah. Uh, she's like, which one should I sit in? Right. Yeah. Uh, Vi and Jinx kind of have this heart to heart, you know. Vi just explains that she'll always love her, and uh, you know, Jinx is uh, varying degrees of acceptance of that. You know, she's she's a very troubled young lady, right? Uh, (laughs) She's gone through a lot, right? Right? Uh, Silco he's struggling against his bonds. Jinx is like, Well, what do you have to say? and uh, Silco says, Like, you know, don't believe her, that she'll 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 get to know you for a week and then you'll. She'll hate you. Your your name is Jinx now. Yeah. He's appealing uh, to Jinx. Vi is appealing to Powder. Right. And uh, and he, he's like, I would never turn you over to the Piltovrians. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jinx uh, says she made, uh, she baked something special, special snack for Caitlyn. Well, she's like, well, we're missing somebody, aren't we? And yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she dips out of the room, comes back wearing... The Atlas Gauntlets all graffitied up, carrying a little, yeah. you know, covered platter. And it's like, uh, you know, I, or what did she say? I, 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 I she paid says your I girlfriend, baked... I paid your girlfriend a visit. Yeah. And I, I, I baked something special for her or for yeah. you. And uh, yeah, so it turns out she cut off Caitlin's head. <laughs> it's, it's insane. What a weird ending to this show. <laughs> Yeah. Like it no. is, it is so creepy and tense. Like they nailed it, dude. I, I, I thought there was gonna be a head under there. I was like, like no. I, I know, really? I, I know really? for a fact. Like, there's no way they killed Caitlyn. Yeah. There's no way. Like, it's not even in the realm of possibility. But I'm sitting there like, what did they do? <laughs> yeah, like, what, like, what happened? Is this gonna take Caitlyn out of the game? Yeah. Is this is this like is Vi like? hallucinating is she like still knocked out and she's like worried like jinx is super crazy and stuff like that but yeah like yeah she drops this platter on the table drops the gauntlets and it's just like she's just like staring at vi and she's like you know getting ready to present this dish and like vi's like no what what did you do what did you do and she's like ah no and then she pictures caitlin back you know in in her room when they were sitting laying on the bed together she yeah, lifts it, and she lifts off the cover, and it's a cupcake with the it's a cupcake gem. with the yeah with the gem on top. Yeah, and she's like, "Sheesh, I'm not that crazy." <laughs> yeah, it's really good though. They they nailed it. Yeah. yeah, and then she wheels Caitlin up to the table, uh, who is now dressed again in her enforcer uniform. 
Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, I the logistics I of it. The, the logistics of it though is what I think is weird. <laughs> that she put, I, she put clothes on her naked body. Yeah, well, jinxed it presumably. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I. It would definitely be far more unsettling if she was sitting there naked. Oh uh, uh, yeah. But I guess th- that's a bridge too far. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, a 16th I don't think it's plot. weird that she she dressed her for it. I mean, that seems like something Jinx would do. She's very into symbolism. Sure, you know? but in the enforcer's uniform, like that's like the, yeah, that's the uniform I assume she would pick. Okay. That's I don't know. that's that's like the reason she hates Caitlyn so much too. I, oh well, from the at the beginning, I, you know. I assume there's meta reasons for it instead of story reasons for it. <laughs> oh, okay. I I disagree, but I I think that's a valid take. Though. Yeah. Um. So Jinx kind of wants. Uh, so Jinx is like, you know what? Here, here, here's a gun. Shoot Caitlyn, and you can have powder back, right? Yeah. I'll be powder again. That's all you have to do, right? Yeah. It's like I I need proof. <laughs> right. Uh Vi's like I can't do it. Immediately Vi's like, I can't do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she's just like, we can just leave. You and I can just go. You know? Uh Jinx is like, where are we gonna go? She's like, it doesn't matter. Right? We'll just leave this all behind. Um uh, and actually at, at this point, this is where this is where Soko speaks up and says, uh, you know, her her name is Jinx. Don't listen to her. She'll she'll get to she'll get to know you for a week, and she'll she, you know she'll drop you again. Yeah. Uh. Well, they're kind of arguing there. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin manages to get free from like a, a glass that was broken on the table. She like, grabs and cuts her binding. Uh. Yeah. She snatches Jinx's Gatling gun. Kind of dropped on the floor. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So Vi is pleading with Caitlin not to kill Jinx, right? And Jinx is kind of. Feeding into it. She, like, puts the gun down. She has a handgun. She puts a handgun down. She puts her well, hands she, up. She, she, like, deliberately takes a step back and puts it in front of Silco. Yeah. Right. Uh, and at this point, um, Silco grabs Jinx's gun. Or, no. Uh, sorry. Uh, Jinx disarms Vi. Uh, hits disarms. her in the face with the, with the gun again? Right? No. Uh, disarms. Yeah. Disarms Caitlyn. Disarms Caitlyn. Yeah. Caitlyn. Caitlyn. Yeah. She, she's not going to kill Jinx, but she gets distracted for a moment, and Jinx pounces on her, grabs the gun, yeah. bashes her in the head with it, knocks her out. Um, and that's when uh, she was, yeah, she was gonna, she's gonna shoot Caitlyn, and yeah, gonna Vi's shoot Caitlyn, yeah, and Vi's talking her out of it. Yeah, Vi uh, is like Silco, pleading with her not to do it. Yeah. Silco breaks free, grabs the gun, tries to uh, shoot Vi, tries to shoot Vi because he's like, no, do it, kill her, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jinx is like. She is like all static in her head. Like she, yeah, she. Is, oh, that's right. Because Vi's like, you know, what would mom and dad say? What would, uh, yeah, uh, Clagon is that his name? Clagor, Clagor, and uh, Milo, Milo say. You know, what would Powder say? What would Vander say? Yeah, that's how the glass got broken. Is Clagor and that's Milo right. are at the table too? Yeah, she like she's got a like a mannequin set up as Milo, and she has this little doll with Clagor's. Uh, goggles on. This is when Vi sees this for the first time too, and realizes, "Oh, oh, oh. no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, not great." Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Milo, like the voice in uh, Jinx's head, says something, and she shoots Milo, <laughs> and that's how the glass gets broken. Yeah. She like, tells him to shut up and shoots uh, him. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's how that's how Caitlyn gets free. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Silco 
shoots at Vi, uh, and we see we see bullet holes rip through a chair, but we don't know who it goes through. Uh, yeah, well, yes, yeah. So Jinx has got like her eyes closed. She's listening to them yell at each other, and like her everything is static for her. Like she doesn't know what is like she doesn't know what what to do. Um, that's what, yeah. Silco breaks free, grabs the gun, points it at Vi, and it, like Jinx just swings the gun around. Well, and he does. Shooting. She does shoot. It it just hits. It just grazes Vi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jinx throws the gun around, shooting. Uh, and we see that yeah, she she shot at Silco. Um, she drops the gun and runs over to him. Like yeah, he's bleeding she, out. Yeah, she's devastated. Like no, he's, no, no. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. They're so sad. He's very he sad. I've never given you up. He tells her that she's perfect. Uh, and then he kind of just fades away. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, he's, he's, he's a great dad. That's the third dad she's had that's died. The second one she's killed, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, she, kills, not... she kills a lot of family for herself. Yeah. So when she she comes around, she sits in the Jinx chair and kind of tells Vi that they've they've both changed too much to uh, to be... What they were, anyway. Uh, it's kind of no big surprise <laughs> where where Jinx ended up, which like it's yeah. really interesting though. The you know you would you would assume the battle was between when did when does she ask if we're still sisters? At, in that at the beginning when she's tied up, does she? She's like a, she's like looking at those sparklers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, before yeah, before yeah. I kind of realizes what the scene is, she's like, "Are we right? Are we still sisters?" Yeah, yeah. Real sad, really heavy emotion. It's very yeah. It's very very depressing scene. Um, and it kind of yeah. only goes downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't get better. <laughs> yeah, Jinx, Jinx is, uh, you know, confirmed that she's the Jinx persona is the one that's won out. This is this is who she is. Yeah. Uh, she she loads the does she load the gemstone just into fish bones? Yeah. She she takes the gemstone. She goes. She leaves the room. She puts it into her yeah her rocket launcher fish bone and like heads up to the roof or heads up. I don't know wherever they Whatever. are. Yeah, and a good shot towards those council chambers. <laughs> we go back to the to the council chambers. And yeah, they're, they're uh, voting to to sue for peace. They're they're gonna try peace. Yeah, yeah. The lights are coming down. Like they are green. The Jason, you know, plea for Probably. peace. Yeah. They're gonna give. They're gonna give the nation of Zon to Silco. Right. Um. Yeah. The the hex tech gem powers up her rocket launcher. It fires out. Um. This is a, they do this a lot where they kind of flash these like scenes quickly while music plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we see this missile just streak across the night sky. Uh, Caitlin had gotten up and freed Vi. Like they're stumbling out. They see the rocket going towards Piltover. Um, yeah, and the last scene uh, is we see the, the exterior of the council chambers, the, that giant window. Uh, they've all voted yay. You know, it's Mel's got her back to the window, and the the grinning face of the rocket is reflected in the glass as it's about to break through and explode. Yeah, as it shatters, and then credits. Credits. That's the that's finale. It. That's the end. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was a great. I thought it was a great ending. Uh, I think even if there, we did find out there's going to be a season two, but I think even if we didn't know that, that is a fine ending uh, to the story. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's episode nine and the final episode of Act Three. Uh, did you have any? Did you have any other thoughts on this on this specific episode? Dude, it turned my it turned my brain into pudding. 
Dude, you said that, yeah. Like, so what specifically turned your brain into pudding? Uh, just how it ended, I guess. Like, just how just like, heavy and emotional it was. Oh, I see, I see. So it's like, I'm just, you're just processing what had occurred. Yeah, I'm just... And, like, it just kind of... I'm, I'm just gone, like... That took up all your like, I, RAM. So, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I... I'm not into League of Legends, like, I said it when we first started talking about it. I played it, like, ten years ago, and I've been... I've been on the periphery of like things like their music and stuff like that i'm aware of it um and you know just just stupid garbage just sticks with me anyway you know uh, random lore and stuff so i i knew a little bit uh so i knew i knew in my heart that good endings weren't coming for how they were building this up right um like i knew jinx and vi weren't going to be be happy sisters again you know <laughs> right things like that uh, but the way, the way they have it play out, it is, is just heart wrenching. Like everything is bad for everyone and it's real sad. Like literally nobody wins. Yeah. Echo. Echo has a decent ending. He uh, doesn't, I guess. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His ending is he wasn't killed and his place yeah, wasn't killed. discovered. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's got a powerful ally in Heimerdinger. I mean, like, I Echo's sitting pretty. I guess, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like... Yeah, everybody else is... We have Silco, Jinx, Caitlyn, Vi, Jace, Victor, like, none of the... And they are the main <laughs> story here. Yeah. Uh, all end on a very bad note. Right. Like, not good. Uh, Jinx is completely alone and psychotic. Uh, Vi has officially lost her sister. Uh, you know... Caitlyn is at odds, you know, she has to, she has to bring Jinx in at some point, she knows the sheriff is dead, she doesn't know her mother just got exploded, uh, Jace, I assume, will survive, but I will guess most of the council, I assume Mel is gonna die. Yeah, unfortunately, Uh, too, I really like Mel. I know, Mel is great! Yeah. Um, yeah, shit's just bad, bad for everyone. Yeah. Oh, uh, we do at some point in here too. We do get the scene. We do we do flash the doctor, and he's yeah. looking over a locket, uh, presumably and. of his daughter or his family, um, and is sad. And the and Warwick is hanging in the rafters. Oh, that's right. Like, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a little. Well, we just get a claw. We get a, a big. Oh, old you get to see like earth. the side of his head too. So I got, yeah. I didn't know if that was supposed to be. I you know you still can't tell if it's Vander or not, but one would assume. I would hope so. I don't. I. I. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm. I'm going to guess they're not going to tell us definitively. Yeah, and I'm uh, fine with that. Yeah. Sometimes it's better not to know. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. They. Right. So as we're recording this, the night before, they did announce they are working on season two of Arcane. Yeah. Which they gotta. They gotta. <laughs> well, it seems like it's. Seems like it's really popular. Uh, it seems like it's very successful. I'm I'm really happy that they're making another season. I am yeah. I am scared because it is. I really think this is excellent work. Like <laughs> I think this is really really good. And I am scared that they'll make another season and it will suck. You know. I don't. Yeah, that would be terrible, and I'd be very sad and hurt. Let's yeah. hope that's not the case. So I went to the I went to Rotten Tomatoes just because I was curious. And Rotten yeah. Tomatoes is, you know, it's it, it's not a super great 
barometer of what's good and bad. But it has a 100% critic rating and, <laughs> and a 98% uh, audience score. And that's uh, the 100% critic rating is, is rare. That is, uh, that's held by only a few things. So That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's so good. So, show in general. I guess we'll move into the, the wrap-up here. Yeah. Is there anything is there anything burning about this that you wanna that you wanna talk about? Is there anything left unresolved uh, that you wanted to go over? Ooh, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I it is it is a lot. <laughs> I just think they they so mad they just so like so skillfully made me care about characters that I didn't give a shit about two weeks ago, you know, right? Like or three weeks ago. Like I actively dislike League of Legends. I don't like playing it. You know, I I just I have bad memories from it. People being mean to me in <laughs> games where we're playing against the computer, you know, because sure. I wasn't I wasn't doing it right apparently. Like so, yeah. But this yeah this this studio just did such an amazing job. It's so good. All the characters are so understandable and relatable, except for Marcus. Uh, you're a sociopath, but <laughs> <laughs> there it's just it's so good. I mean, it's just done perfect. I, I love it. I, like I said, like this is. I think this is Avatar: The Last Airbender levels of, of of quality. You know, this is. That's fair. I I do like it way more than Avatar. No, that's fair. But you're not a you're not a big Avatar guy. No, I'm not. I mean, I do I do love Avatar, but it's you know it's a kids show. It still has that. Sure. You know. Yeah. Sure. I don't hold that against it. No, I and I do I do really love the show too. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> Like I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't hold it in the the highest regard. I guess. Like I, I, I really okay. enjoy it. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoy it. But yeah, it's not my. It's not one of I my favorite I, shows of all time. Oh, see, I just because I feel like as far as Western animation goes, it's like the best American cartoon as far as like a like an action adventure series in in decade. You know. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, it's a yeah. Arcane's great. I don't have a ton more to say, to be honest. I think we went over it quite thoroughly in the... We uh, did. And carry the two. Seven and a half hour <laughs> <laughs> uh, coverage we've done. Uh, the thankfully wow. is almost done. I just need to edit this one and then put it up on the internets. Yeah. Nice. So the burning question is, did you like it and would you recommend it? I mean, it was okay. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> I guess yes. we got nothing else going on. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good. Yeah, both of us loved it. Both of us think it's definitely worth a watch two or three times. Uh, so far, I've seen, I've watched it. I've watched everything twice except well, I haven't watched Act Three twice. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I will either. That last episode is hard to watch. It's uh, I think I'll just stick to the YouTube clips of the fights for a while because <laughs> I don't want to be sad. Yeah, it's got a lot. Yeah. All right. So. Well, you can reach us at animeandreviewwoo.gmail.com. We're always looking for recommendations. Uh, besides that, we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, bye-bye. Goodbye.